0: My performance today might be a little lackluster. Okay.
1: Hey, that's fine. I'm always lacking.
0: No, he said, I'm always lacking. <laughs> I, uh, Jesus. I wish I knew you well enough to be like, eh, he ain't lying. <laughs> I literally,
1: you've had me on like almost three different times at this point. I haven't been uh, but there.
0: But that, that doesn't I, define you as a person. Like, I don't yeah, know what like, you're like, like in real life. A,
1: I think the I think what the last time I was on there uh, with I was here was the first time I was ever actually at my own place. Each different like each time that we've been with you, I've been in just like random places like I've either been in my car or I am now literally at my job doing this podcast. (laughs) That's what I did for a book interview. Part of me was
0: going to be like, should we shout out your place of work? But also maybe not. We'll just We'll just keep.
1: Hey, I mean, oh yeah, no, true, true that, true that.
0: Yeah. Let's let's save them any embarrassment, just in case you you know get out of pocket or something today.
1: <laughs> I I just drop a slur.
0: Yeah, At we work. don't we don't want to we don't want to get you, uh, fuegoed. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh, multicultural now. Just so you know, like I'm master Spanish speaker.
1: It's yeah, dude, wait until I have a Kramer moment on this podcast and then my <laughs> job. Just, they're like, yeah, hey,
0: he so. Said, uh, what?
2: <laughs> hey, uh, so you, you said you speak Spanish?
0: A little bit, yeah.
2: That's cool. My girlfriend's bisexual, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Bi- oh, you're bilingual, huh? That's pretty <laughs> neat. So you'll just fuck anybody, huh? That's pretty cool. God damn it. So I'm just trying. I'm I'm remembering the first time I had you guys on and just how much I laughed. Like you guys are so funny. Like that's one of the reasons why I so I had set a rule that I wasn't going to like bring back guests who have been on the show like in the past you know, year or two, but I, I'll be honest. I had a lot of people reach out to me about you guys.
1: Honestly, yeah. at this point, I feel like I should just be a host because this is like literally my third time on
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right.
1: The uh,
0: honorary, honorary member. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I had a lot of people hit me up like, bro, you got you got to get them back on. I'm like, I don't listen as much. I don't want to, I can't be playing favorites. But I also, if this is what, if people want you, then I can't fucking, I can't give, not by, give the people what they want. Demand. Back by popular demand. is right.
1: We're going to just increase, we're going to increase our degeneracy
2: just like yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready for people to lose some respect. <laughs> so,
4: yeah, guys, I need to loosen up and drink some fucking Sprite. <sighs> so, <laughs> before, yeah. before
0: we, before we start this, Nick. You sent me a message today that, that said something along the lines of, hold on, let me pull this up so I, I accurately, uh, you said, and I quote, uh, I didn't feel good about it either, to be honest, but I have a brand to upkeep. Now I must oh, yeah. ask, what is this brand?
2: Oh, it's got to be the fucking worst at all times. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all it is. I don't, like, Easy. I'll make bits that I don't want to make, but they're, like, in my head, and I feel like I, I can't not say it unless it's, like, actually offensive in the situation. So, like, if, if it's there, it's probably coming out. You know what I mean? And that's you my, know, I, that's, I think people buy into that. That's my philosophy, too. I feel that... I'm so bad at holding back dumb shit that I have to say.
1: We've so literally hard. manifested like the most dumbest shit. Like, us being the biggest weed band has literally turned into like a period of time where there was like a bunch oh, of like weed YouTubers
2: that would literally like
1: tag us like, <laughs> yeah, to play like our music. True.
2: That taking, really of, taking the dab in front of the christmas tree while Glisten plays huge i love the how happen- that video bro <laughs> i loved it so much
1: cuz it's like oh wow we have a platform because we can like manifest our bits and other people <laughs> will do it and after All that right. now we just have to upkeep this brand of doing the dumbest shit or saying the dumbest stuff so hopefully it just has like this ripple effect of other people doing stupid shit it's,
4: the best it's like part a very about same. it is the best part about it is that so I'm then, straight edge. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, us being the weed band. And he hey, does the hear. hardest
1: drugs. You can't
0: hear. I can't hear, I can't hear Jared.
4: Why not?
2: <laughs> hey, Jared, grow up, dude.
0: I was wondering why like, he was ignoring me this whole time.
2: Yeah, I think he just wants you to work on it. No. <laughs> hey, Chris messaged me and he said, Has Jared ever thought about being better? And we're just kind of like waiting to see those
0: goals. <laughs> Damn <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's so funny because like, Nick, there's nothing on him. my end. There's nothing <laughs> on my end. I know you guys are responding,
0: me. and I—that's to him, and that's why I'm like, why am I not hearing Gerard here? <laughs> he, he,
4: he should be able What's to going, hear me. Oh, I, don't know I, I got it. Was. Did you Like,
0: Jared, Jared, speak for me. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I hear you now. Dude, I was like,
4: <laughs> I was talking to you a couple times. So I'm like, okay, why the fuck is he ignoring me? What the fuck? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 for some reason. I mean, I know now, so oh, I, mean, I wasn't offended or anything, but. Now that you've had us on, you just
1: have a big dick, and you're just like, oh, I'm too cool for these guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to talk to a dude named fucking Jared. That's for Jared, sure. dude. Fucking uh, Jared. Hey guys, one
1: second. I'm going to answer this phone call. <laughs> Go
0: for it. Um, but,
4: uh, no, I. I uh. Well, the thing that I was saying about the weed band, though, I was like, uh, the funny part about that is that I'm straight edge.
1: Yeah. So that's, no, he does the no, most no. no I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Low key actually does the most drugs out of all of us. Yeah. He's no, like, I'm, I don't no, smoke I'm weed. But I'm definitely a hero I'm a heroin kind of guy.
4: No, no. I'm just the guy who sells.
1: <laughs> Fuck. No. He's like, I don't do drugs, guys. As he's doing whippets. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He's our dealer. Two things. Uh, I'm gonna try and get these on. Uh One, uh, the brand thing. I think I can, I can, I can back that because I was about to start uh, like a like a basically a notepad of uh, jokes that I've said in the past that got zero laughs, <laughs> and <laughs> basically <laughs> the one that made me think of it was that. The other day, uh, I was watching The Boys or something, and uh, somebody said, "Hey, you come over here." And, and the person like looked over, and he said, "Come." And they said, "Meek." And then <clears> in my <throat> head, I went, "Me come? No, you come on my back, right?" Yeah. I hate <laughs> and so, like, you. I was, <laughs> and I hey, was like, "Yeah." The, the, <laughs> I was like, that would be a great list to compile of just jokes that aren't funny, but like. In, in in any other context they might work just in the one that i applied them to poor, poorly executed and then the second thing i wanted to touch on um since you guys are now apparently like a weed band can we expect like a tour with 311 and Sublime anytime soon? yeah yeah oh, I would
2: say cool. it, definitely us cottonmouth kings um <laughs> who we are here cypress they're Hill. yeah
1: yeah, we secretly have been waiting to announce that we actually are playing at Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. It's right. good. Um,
0: okay. i be don't still even joke?
1: It <laughs> Nick and I are gonna do
4: that. Do the Juggalo ham slap. No. <laughs> Dude, I still don't know how magnets work. Dude. <laughs> Fucking. No, that's man. a deep cut. <laughs> that's a, I, oh, that's a
0: I, deep cut right there. I talked to uh I talked to a, a band many years ago that played at the Gathering of the Juggalos and they said like it was the wildest shit they've ever been to.
1: I think we should probably play at the Gathering of the Juggalos, guys.
0: From what I understand I think should.
4: Juggalos and like Insane Clown Posse are surprisingly progressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're a very inclusive bunch. Very Respect. They're a weird bunch, but they're very nice people. I've never had right. a bad encounter with a Juggalo.
4: Yeah, respect.
0: Yeah. yeah, shout out to the Juggalos. Toon Junkies we're on your team. Now, yeah, it's just
2: the whole him just, slap thing.
0: You know? It's just <laughs> you know what that shirt needs right now. Oh, are you rolling up the sleeves, dog?
2: I was, I was rolling it. Yeah, as you a week, I'm used to rolling. <laughs> Stop.
0: You should go buy a pack of cigarettes and just keep them there. Don't even smoke them. Just part of the outfit.
2: Should I just, just have my one-hitter just in my hand the whole time, but, like, never actually touch <laughs> it? like,
0: and I'm like, oh, dude, hey, what are you smoking? You're like, it's actually a Q-tip. I colored it <laughs> to look like a fucking... <laughs> like, what? You could have done so many other things. But anyways.
2: Yeah, so I All watched right, that let's... movie. Oh, go ahead. Don't...
0: Oh, no, go ahead. Go to your, do your, I was like, your thing. Yeah, I,
2: watched, I was like, I watched the movie Fault in Our Stars and, like, you know how he has the part, like, where he just keeps a cigarette, like, in his mouth. I was like, what if he, like, didn't know you couldn't eat him and he was just, like,
0: chewing them. <laughs> <laughs> you know it would be oh a really God. funny bit? That makes me think of, like, if you go to, like, a, a show and, like, hey, man, can I uh, can I s- bum a cigarette? And they're like, yeah, sure. And you take it out and just eat yeah. it. <laughs>
2: And walk away. i would be yeah i've been funko. real real hungry all day I didn't didn't have the money to get anything. <laughs>
0: oh thanks man i'm starving can i take two thanks <laughs> <laughs> fucking eat them that's
2: God, that's, the knew,
0: that's hard as fuck <laughs> oh that would dude if that wouldn't make me throw up i would love to be able to try and do that <laughs>
2: <laughs> paul mall you've done Just it
4: again <laughs> Yeah, You go to yeah, the no. gas station to Paul. Compliments to the chef. Holy
1: <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> and then you just go, mm, it's like I'm more of an American
2: spirits kind of guy. Black, black and mild. Do you have like black and hot? It's like I kinda need a little bit.
0: For... <laughs> you got anything black and zesty back there? <laughs> you have any cool ranch? <laughs> <laughs> no, but not even cool ranch, it's like cools like with the the k the uh, cool xls oh my god
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) xd lol wow this is some ql rant
0: (laughs) dude i love that band we got it we got before before we let's fucking start this thing okay i already know this is gonna take a long time so (laughs) listener Welcome back to another episode of the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and we are once again blessed by the presence of the one and only boys, Elijah, Jared, and Nick from Bouquet. Welcome back. By popular demand, we might add.
2: Clap for
1: myself. Yeah. A good. Just to
0: reiterate, I'll put in, go- I'll put in are- some uh, golf claps right there. Right.
1: We're no longer a weed band. We're a heroin band. So you guys
0: better fucking start doing heroin. (laughs) We do harder drugs now. Bro, you're in your grunge phase now. Everybody does heroin.
2: Bro, there's some notes that I wrote on one of these albums. I just (laughs) got to correlate. It's going to make us look so terrible when I talk about this.
0: Also, I'm going to let you guys know. We're winging it today. I did listen. I made a playlist of these albums and I listened to them all three times, but I did not take notes because same. I need to start taking my medicine again. It was like a re- i had th- I had three hours today to listen and do that, but I just couldn't fucking focus on writing. And for that, that's what I meant by earlier that today's my content today might be a little lackluster because we're shooting from the hip today, boys. Oh, no,
1: I'm definitely doing the same thing. My life has been pretty interesting lately, so, like, yep. my yep. brain is, like, everywhere.
0: But, listener, as you're listening to this, I will be in Grand Rapids, hopefully interviewing some uh, bands at Upheaval. So, fingers crossed to that. I've got things lined up, but uh, my Airbnb canceled, and so when I went to, like, refind a place to sleep for the night... Everything is like two, three, four hundred dollars. And I'm like, bro, this is a quality inn. I'm not spending three hundred dollars to stay at a fucking two star place, okay? Get your fucking mind right. Oh, what's up, big man? <laughs> Who's big man?
2: Oh, uh, my cat just walked in. He was just pissed. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just like he's just upset.
5: Say some
0: good dude. Oh, hi. Hi, baby. Oh, you're so pretty. Bro, when you say what's up, big man, I was like, does this a kid have a son?
3: <laughs>
0: but it's even better that it was a cat.
2: Unveiling this news live
0: this is my son. He's 12.
2: <laughs> I haven't told my band about it either. My girlfriend doesn't know.
0: She comes back later tonight.
2: I'm just home with fucking Trey. It's like, is this your nephew? And you're like, nah. No. Nah. No, this is mine, dude. So.
0: <laughs> this is all me, baby. Hey, I had sex. This is proof.
2: Babe, you know how I make those jokes about how I used to have hoes all the time? So, what happened was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of them <laughs> one of them recently hit me up and let me know that this is my son Trey and she needs me to take him for the weekend
1: it'd be funnier if, he, if the kid was like black and the mom was white and then <laughs> this is your son
2: Nick hey I love him your son? I don't believe him but i <laughs> And he's like 35. <laughs> he's older than me. Uh, his, his
0: son is Trey Songs. So that's funny.
2: <laughs> I hate that. Can uh, my famous son oh my stay at your place?
1: <laughs> he's like literally I 10 th- years older than you are.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, hey,
1: dad.
2: <laughs> oh, no shit. Trey uh, Songs.
0: <laughs> oh, no cap? That's okay. On God, for real, for real. All right, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, I've been trying for to get real, really hip real. with the with the TikTok uh, vernacular. Yeah, dude. So that story saying, was busting, bro. Busing on, bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Your son is Trey Songs, bro. I'm bricked up right now, dog. I'm
2: throb, dude. Somebody open up a take <laughs> five, bro. I'm, gonna eat I'm on throb
4: right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll throb
4: to that. <laughs> no, what it was? That's what it throb- was. That's what it was. Throbbing thick uh, blurred
2: throb 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 lines.
4: Throbbing throb throb thick welcome. blurred lines, baby. It's by Throb Thomas feet Santana.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's a throb Thomas.
3: It's a throb one.
0: <laughs> Let me jump into this before we get too far off. We're here today to talk about none other than the 2000s, right? And so we all brought in some albums to talk about, to promote, to dissect. Today, Today's picks are uh, All Killer, No Filler by Sum41, As Daylight Dies, Killswitch Engage, A Lesson in Romantics by Mayday Parade, and 13 Step by A Perfect Circle. Now... I was going to – I had these in order a certain way earlier, what I thought was chronological, but then I was very wrong. So I had to rearrange it. So in chronological order, we got to start with All Killer, No Filler by Sum41, released in 2001, dog. This was uh, May. Ooh, we didn't have 9-11 yet, so there was a lot of hope. There was a lot of hope. <laughs> <laughs> bro listen okay I, I, <laughs> for some reason whenever I bring up 9-11 everybody gets nervous like dude, dude that was a thousand years ago okay I had to uh, I was that checking was somebody out
4: <laughs> I was checking somebody out who uh, who was trying to buy alcohol and I had to get their birthday off their card and it was literally 9-11 and I had to I couldn't I can't say anything but in my head I was like
0: no, that dude, fucking you gotta,
4: sucks dude
0: <laughs> even though they hear that all the time you have to be like bro 9-11 no. 9-11 are you even allowed to celebrate your birthday it's you way, should be allowed so fast. <laughs> you should not like be a, allowed
2: it's like a leap year thing you just get like one party like every four years
4: just lie the you album uh, all killer no filler by Sum 41 9 nine eleven,
1: dude yeah I rate that 9 out of 11 dude 9 out of 11
0: (laughs) I would recommend would recommend Um, this one
4: is there like a particular format that we want to talk about these albums with so
0: yeah here's the uh uh, Jared's pick was all killer no filler sorry listen so what I want to ask you is the the first thing is um what made what makes this album so uh special for you as an individual?
4: Uh, Sum 41 was, like, the one of the three bands that were, like, really influential to me growing up and, like, learning how to play guitar and stuff. So that, Sum 41 and Foo Fighters and Green Day were three bands that I just, like, listened to and played constantly with my brother, like, down in the basement. Like, we just mm-hmm. hook up to our little fucking, uh, nano cube, uh, <laughs> amplifiers and my shitty hundred dollar, you know, Epiphone SG and just fucking rip on these songs. And then during like middle school, I got more into like actually listening to albums and not just mm-hmm. like a few songs off of the, you know, the album that right. I liked. Um, so I was just listening to this album a lot. Um, and it just influenced me a lot in terms of songwriting just cuz my first band was like a pop punk band so i just i drew a lot from bands from that era you know
0: mm-hmm. i uh i remember i remember 2001 i was in 5th grade but i don't think i got to learning about sum 41 till i was in like 6th grade um the the quote unquote people give me shit for this all the time cuz whatever um, the pop punk band that I started with, like even though Green Day was like all over the radio when I was growing up, the first pop punk band that I chose to get into that wasn't forced on me by like the radio or anything, Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte mm, was my fucking, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, was my entryway. <clears throat> and when it comes to this album, like I'm gonna be honest with you, some forty one isn't for me. But that's not that's totally to fine. say they're not really not my thing say, anymore. Right. <laughs> it's not to say that this album isn't good because it is great for what it is. Like, I would be lying to you if I said I didn't know all the words to In Too Deep or... uh, Yeah. What's what's the other one? What's the Uh, single off this? Fat (laughs) I I know all the words. That was one of the first
4: songs that I ever learned.
0: Yeah. I will always, like, listen to those songs, but, like, um, for some reason, they're... they're, their package of pop punk just, like, didn't click with me. It's still great. It's just, right. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't able to ever really get into Sum 41.
4: Uh, that was what started it for me. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily where it ended when it came to, like, the pop punk influences and stuff. Right. Um, it's just, like, the thing that really got me into it in the first place. So it's something mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, more nostalgic for me, I guess.
0: Right. Uh, Nick, what did you... Had had you had previous, uh, you know, experience with this this fucking uh, album? <laughs> I had trouble getting that sentence out. Jesus Christ.
2: I'd heard, like, the singles off it, basically. Like, I'd, I'd listened to yeah. Fat Lip and, like, In Too Deep, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I never listened to the record in, in full. Um, like, in the current day, yeah, it's also probably not, like, something I'll put on uh, super often. Mm-hmm. But I will say that, like... After listening through it over again, "In Too Deep" still I think holds up as like a really good song of that album, and it, I came away with that still being my favorite. Um, and then that song "Heart Attack" that's on that record too. I also really yeah. like that one a lot.
0: "Heart Attack" was good. Yeah, that
2: lip I listened to over again, and I was like, I've heard this song so many times, and I've like seen mm-hmm. so many local bands cover this, and like I yeah. have to hate
4: it for what it is. But uh, the novelty is is worn dumb. off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, Especially like the rap rock stuff. Yeah. But I think
2: they yeah. did a good job of like excelling at the formula. What pop punk I was mean, at that time. It was the rap rock thing
0: did. was was super prominent in the early 2000s. That's what like, you know, the whole new metal and hip hop community were like coming together. You know, uh, fucking Aerosmith had bridged the gap in the 80s with uh, 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 Run DMC. So like this was like a, a new generation's like... Um, I don't know, like uh, unification of like different genres like, I don't know, there seems to be some kind of like weird um, pre-set up like division between certain genres and then it's almost like you're fed that oh hey, if you like this genre you can't like this other one right? Like this is the enemy of the thing you're listening to but like, I feel like Bands that were really leaning into the excuse me, like the rap rock or like the new metal, they were like, No, 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 like I also like that other thing, so I'm going to use some of that influence. Maybe I'll even do an entire album with Jay Z, like Linkin Park did. Huge. Yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah, I recently re found that because of probably the most. I was getting drunk with my friends and we were reading fan fiction and they played that song. They played the the numb variation with Jay-Z and yeah, fan Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I went back and I'm like, oh, I forgot that happened and I went back and like they did they did a whole record so I went and listened mm-hmm. to it. And it boxed. Coll- it still
0: holds. Collision Course, I think yeah. it's called.
1: And it still yeah. holds.
0: You know it also holds. The uh the corn dem franchise boys collab, Yeah, <clears throat> with it. Coming undone with it, bro. That shit still great. I oh, heard was with coming it, rock, with it, with <laughs> it, <laughs> with it, rock with it. Elijah, do you uh do you remember this album from when you were uh, uh just a wee baby?
1: Um, no, actually, I really didn't. I, I if you told me like, oh, have you ever heard of Fat Lip? I would have been like, no. But then I heard the song, mm-hmm. and I've been like, "Oh yeah, right. I heard this on the radio." Um, mm-hmm. I really only got to unfortunately give it like one listen, so like it's hard for me to give it like. But I would say like the two like the two very popular songs were the ones that stuck out to me the most, right. um, mm-hmm. just because like like formula like like in a formula sense, it was just a, they're just very catchy. <laughs> Honestly, unfortunately, all I really have to say about it. But I am definitely gonna give it a couple more listens, um, just because, like, I felt like it just I didn't give it enough attention
0: when I first listened to it. So, like, I made this playlist, I put all the albums on it, and like, I think it went Kill Switch to Sum Forty One, bro. That introduction, uh, introduction <laughs> to destruction. I was like, it came out of nowhere, and I was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, did I just get switched to a book? It's so goofy. Is this goofy. the Bible? That was yeah. my, so fucking
2: goofy. That was my last note that I had was like the intro and outro of that album are so like wild to me in comparison with the rest of it.
4: Yeah, it's so yeah. over the top like, and really. That
2: outro song, he hits whatever, like he just starts doing like 80s, like super high pitch vocal thing in there that just like threw me off. So,
4: so fucking weird. So, funny. <laughs> so- they had a they had a lot of mental influences uh growing up and you can hear that in their later stuff where it's like literally just metallica rip-offs and the entire album of chuck uh and it's not great in my opinion but it works
0: <laughs> yeah i was uh i was reading up in their uh their bio and uh um where did it say where did it, somebody was saying that they were uh, 11 or 14 when they first oh there it is um, they, I was about 14 when Dookie came out says Wibbly um, I remember seeing wow. the video for the case for the first time it had so much energy and it was so different I'd never seen anything like it before from then I was an instant fan well nailed yeah. it. they do want to be Green Day but I think everybody wants to be Green Day oh, or at least I'm, a certain era of yeah.
4: Green Day Green Day was another one of those influences for me, similar to Sum 41. I think I chose Sum 41 over Green Day just because a lot of their more like, I don't know, some of their stuff leans a lot more into the type of thing that I'm into now versus Green Day that I'm not so much into now, I guess.
0: Right. What do you think would happen if Sum 41, Green Day, and Blink-182 made a record together? Do you think the world would end?
2: Would Would it be now? Yeah If
0: now That'd be, no, be Not After, now Let's say 2003 2003 oh, was, yeah. came together.
1: oh Absolutely It would have been
2: Like one of the best records Probably
0: I think Because I was also My honestly, favorite era of Blink
2: Was the like
0: Yeah the That was a self-titled Wasn't it
2: Yeah I think self-titled And like It was Take Off Your Pants and Jacket Around that time too
0: I believe so what I don't know like, why. Um, Hey Jamie stay stay Look it up for, the for me Real stuff. quick <laughs> 2001 was that was that pre-9-11 damn I pressed the wrong button the suspense is killing all of us isn't it ooh Imagine June right 12th yep June 12th
1: just before Just. Before. are you saying that Blink did 9-11 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they took off their pants and knocked the towers down yes <laughs>
1: holy shit took off their pants oh and jacket to cause destruction in the United
0: States. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's actually why Tom left is he felt so guilty.
2: Like, Take I off can't your pants that. and crash it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. oh. And that's the last joke we'll make because that's going to be the best one.
4: I'm sick of that's him, bro, so dude. out of pocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was, uh, I'm just looking at all killer, no filler, their page rate right quick on the old wickster um i don't know how to say this man's last name does anybody know how to say steve is it jocks is that how you say it
4: i have no J-O-C-Z.
0: idea cz we're just gonna say jocks even though i hate that um it says <laughs> here this man's name <laughs> um it says he wrote pain for pleasure in 10 minutes now let's play a little Sounds game right. <laughs> where where did he write this where did he write this? It took ten minutes to write. Pain for pleasure. Oh. He
1: probably had like a tr- Chad Kroger moment. What? What's incredible? Where one? does? I oh, was yeah, just shitting, that? and then he was just writing. That's he what was I was thinking. Like... <laughs> like. was he taking the shit and wrote it? Yeah. <laughs> had to have.
0: Final answers. I'm Before going shit. Final I'm going. answers in. I'm going, I'm
1: going shit with
4: shit on the <laughs> Yeah, I was, the bathroom was the way the first went. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you would.
0: He would all be correct because he wrote it while he was on the toilet. Let's go. Let's
4: go. I feel
1: like I knew that. <laughs> hey, I think that's how. That's how we're gonna write the next bouquet record, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're all gonna be sitting. on I'm the I'm already side. doing yeah. that.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're all Balls, we're gonna be bro. in a community
0: Balls. bathroom. Balls. Mm, no all definitely. in one toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fuck, the family restroom. The Dude, family shitting.
2: We'll we'll push the seat up, you know, and then we'll just all take our little corner and just really try to aim our holes at the right spot and just kinda hope for the best, you know? <laughs> Can I show a hole here?
0: I want the intro to the album to be all of you peeing into the same toilet. <laughs> that's the sound I want. <clears throat> that's that's the uh, that's the vibe that our listeners expect,
4: you know? <laughs>
2: Just, can we please girl, get get that sound as a backtrack and just play it like while Elijah like, plays the opening rift to Glisten for live shows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, please. Ding. please. <laughs> I want this. I have never wanted anything more in my entire life. Please get me the oh sounds my. of you
3: peeing. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: what would be really funny? Fuck. The song's One. Pissing. <laughs> one, one, one random like it's just like ambient piss sounds right into the toilet, and then one explosive fart.
4: Lo-fi ambient piss town, uh, piss
1: sounds to piss chill t- and study to. No, no, it's definitely it's definitely lo-fi ambient piss
0: town. Piss town. Piss town. Piss town? It's for sure piss. You're town. going down to piss town, baby. Piss town. I made myself laugh today because. I, so backstory, Sunday, I ordered a pizza, I went to go pick up said pizza, and they said they cut it wrong, and then they gave me the wrong one and the right one, so I got two, two Mondo pizzas, right, and I ate them in two days, right, um, so my belly was not happy with me today, um, and I took the final pizza poop that my body was going to make, and it was, it was the worst one. So it was just, it was like, you know, it starts off with like a gas, like a g- gas release. And then it just goes, <laughs> and it just fucking just like, if I, you know, the noise I'm talking oh, about, no, because I know really it. have it every single time I use the restroom. Oh, wait, you have IBS, right? Or and crones
1: and live. And coke, crone. Yeah,
0: that's right. You
1: be shit. I, yeah, I You just, do be <laughs> shit. <laughs> Now, I'm just gonna be telling a story. And be like, Yeah, wow, so how'd you guys write Glisten? I'm like, Yeah, well, I was shitting. <laughs> so
0: I was shitting, <laughs> I was shitting and pissing, bro. Be shitting,
4: <laughs> I was shitting, farted. Hey, how'd you write Glisten? Yeah, I have IBS. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: I spend a lot of time on the toilet. <laughs> My toilet be Glisten, damn. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> we found the Weird Al parody of this song.
1: Tell him to do a cover of the song. let we'll your do a parody. Oh.
0: We, I think we've talked more about poop than we have this album. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. yeah. That's okay. That's, you know, that's kind of par for the sh- course here at the Toon Junkies podcast. I do love a good poop conversation. You know what I do find interesting, though? So growing up, I always. Knew Sum Forty One, and I always knew this album, part- specifically, all killer no filler. I thought that it would be, uh, like more renowned. Like the 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 main ratings that I'm seeing here is like there's a fucking C plus, there's a fucking four out of ten. Wow, Stone yeah. only gave it a fucking three star. I mean, three star is what? pretty. It's still Pretty average, but yeah, dude, Rotten,
1: Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a forty three percent. Dude, that's crazy.
0: Rotten Damn. Tomatoes is rating albums now? <laughs> no, I'm just giving shit. Damn dog, that's fucking crazy. The times IMDb. Hard. <laughs> IMDb, IMDb. <laughs> oh, the Rolling, the Rolling Stone album guide gave it. What the? That doesn't make any sense. How does this make sense? Okay, in two thousand one, Air. Oh god, sorry, person, I'm gonna butcher your name. Arian Burger uh, wrote a review, gave it a 3 out of 5 star. The Rolling Stone Album Guide, which came out in 2004, they gave it a 4 out of 5 stars. They must have had time to really uh, see how important this album was to the culture, bro. know. Yeah. Arian Berger? Is that like Arianism, like <laughs> Nazi? <laughs> or No, not spelled. It's spelled like... Orion, a you never, you, oh, but I don't you know never, I,
1: y'all have never been to Arian Burger? Arian Burger, no, nothing. they won't get let your let fascist me in. sandwiches, get your fasci- <laughs> the fascist
0: <laughs> sandwiches in the West,
2: guys. Nozzy, listen. Nozzy, Nozzy God, Whoppers.
0: Hey, listen, I've been trying to cut off a few pounds. Got to cut out my fast food. <laughs> um, <laughs> get, get out of here. Get out of here. Fuck, off. dude. I got to go. <laughs> hey, so that joke right there, that joke you just made, what's the second word on your shirt?
3: Trash. That's right. That's
0: right. Yeah, camp. That's what that was.
3: Camp? Camp? like, camp?
0: So the one thing I do, I, we should point out about the All Killer No Filler, is that it did, it was certified platinum. Uh, it only took a fucking... I think it only took a year to do it. So that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Shout out to them. But yeah, overall... um, All killer, no filler. Solid album. Very... Uh, it's, it's a staple fine. album and it's a great... Yeah. Uh, I would say it's a great stepping stone for like if you're trying to get into pop punk. Like if you're looking for... Well, I shouldn't say getting into pop punk because I think the scene is changing... Like, yeah. there's a whole new fucking new pop punk, like, NU pop punk that's happening. But as for classic pop punk uh, albums, All Killer No Filler is up there. Um, it's not my take anymore, right? Like, this just doesn't click for me anymore. But I will never not, I will never skip past Fat Lip or fucking uh, In Too Deep. That's for dude
2: Into Too Deep, forever bang.
0: Take are, we, are we doing, like,
2: ratings on these?
0: Yeah, we can do ratings. I, I was I was trying to do like silly ratings, but nobody thought they were funny. So I'm like, I'm just not gonna do them. If it, if somebody has a rating for it's, it,
2: i album gets I'll eight follow eight farts for me, dude.
0: <laughs> farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Okay, dude. by farts, okay, I can do this one. Uh, so Ooh. eight farts being meaning that it's very it's very soothing, relaxing. It relieves a lot of pressure. Is that what you're saying?
2: Hey, whatever you want it to
0: mean, baby. I'm All just right. saying words. So no, I'm gonna I, go with. Parts
1: would be like uncomfortable. I feel yeah. like one part would be just like a solid like. We're doing golf golf
2: rules with the farts, so like one part. <laughs> <Golf rules>. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one big resounding yes. Ten is just like, <laughs> dude. I'm trailing off here, brother. Like, oh, <laughs> there's something else yeah. coming out of here that isn't good.
0: <laughs> so, in that regard. Um, in the year 2003, I would have given this album two farts, two farts because it's fucking outstanding right now. Currently I would have to give this probably we'll just go, it's all right. We'll go five farts. Five. I was going
4: to say five farts feels like,
0: yeah. feels right. You know? Yeah.
4: I am it's also the same. It's a passing
0: grade. It's passing. That's it. Passed. That's all. It's, that's, it's it
4: current day
2: five farts for me back in the day two or three farts you know what i mean two and a half farts
4: <laughs> two, two or three farts
2: yeah it's like, two, it's like farts. two it's like two and three. then it's like two and then the little one where it like rolls up you know like you're, Ooh, and you're yeah. like bubbles
0: all right so then i believe oh wait Eli, oh elijah are you helping somebody right now no okay what's give what's your fart ranking for this album
1: <laughs> i would go four four or five
0: four or five farts all right that's yeah. pretty it's a pretty we gotta i feel like we're pretty based in our in our uh um based. what's the word i'm looking for uh reviews there's there's the number our fart reviews yeah pretty based yeah
2: i'll always give i'll always give a fair fart answer you know gotta got a respect for what they tried to do regardless you know I saw a tweet yesterday that just said, like, smart. It was like from some random girl. She's like, smirking while having sex, saying to my partner, What's <laughs> a guy like you do to a pussy like
0: this? Ew! <laughs> That's hilarious. I saw, there's this thing been going around. I saw, I was, How do I get my boyfriend to stop saying, like goblin mode activated during the <laughs> sex That's
4: so it was, good. It was so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking- Star
2: power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no.
0: Also, real quick, unrelated, I wanna let you know that I'm mad that I missed again the fucking the crew the crew sh- the crew sweatshirts.
4: Oh yeah. Actually, are we are we still low stock on those? I think we, I thought we still had a few. Let well, me check. That's the
0: thing. I was on your I was on your. Oh, he's go, he's gonna go. So he's gonna go walk to the warehouse.
4: <laughs> yeah, let me walk to the warehouse here, dude. Uh. <laughs> the bouquet warehouse.
0: Uh, so, but yeah, the, I was on your website today, and it said low stock, but it couldn't take any orders. And I was like, man,
4: yes. What was the last show we played? Why am not blinking? Uh, July fourth skate park show.
2: Yeah, we put up, uh, we had some orders to ship out. So we had just like deactivated sales on the website for a little bit. And I definitely just forgot to turn it back on. So thank you for letting me know about oh. that. I'll get that.
0: Okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. Back on after this. So I believe the next album in chronological order came out in 2003. And that album is the second studio album by a one perfect circle. And that album is 13th step. So I'll be honest. I did not enjoy this album in the year two thousand and three. I, in fact, didn't really. I don't think I even got into this album until like two thousand and fifteen, two thousand fourteen. Recent, recently, I it was a uh, the song "Weak and Powerless" came on some like a uh, playlist that I was listening to, and I fucking loved it. And I was like, "What is this?" Um, because I think at that time, uh, you couldn't even listen to tool tool wasn't even on Spotify at the time yet. So, um, not to say that tool and a perfect circle are the same thing, but they can, they have some of this similar, uh, well, they've got fucking, what's his, uh, Maynard and then the other guy, Billy Howardell, that guy. So they're both mains in a perfect circle and tool. But, um, I remember falling in love with that song, um, Weak and powerless, and going over to check out the album, and I was astound—not necessarily—I was astounded that I loved the album, but also I shouldn't have been surprised because I'm a Tool fan, Um, not one of the annoying ones. So don't don't get too excited. But
2: Tool invented music, dude.
0: Um so
4: I definitely listened to the wrong album for some reason I thought we were doing the Kill Switch Engage one. I misread completely. That's What do you mean neat. you listened to the wrong album? The, because I I was I just, I was at work and I was quickly looking at like which albums I needed to listen to and I saw that Elijah said oh. Kill Switch Engage in in his message and I was like, "Oh,
2: like you didn't see the fourth album."
0: <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, now your homework is, now you have to uh, go listen to this album and report back to me.
2: Jared's in detention. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh,
0: shit, dude. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. No, no, more, of no okay. more of that. No more of that. Hey, eat shit, nerd. Wait, I can't <laughs> listen to the album if I don't have my phone, dad. <laughs> Bro, we've been Baby, over this. Like, got- <laughs> don't
2: fit in the locker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I was... I really love this album. Um, I I think I'm always drawn to album covers that kind of make me uncomfortable, right? And this is one of them. This, lady's, this person has a fucking bug. And not just any bug. It's like a fucking banana-colored slug. Fucking weird, bro. I tried to look up what kind of slug that is, but um, a perfect circle album slug doesn't pull up any, uh, productive results. I'll tell you that. And nobody even talks about the slug. Like, there aren't any bug enthusiasts that are like, yo, what kind of slug you got on your face there, person? (coughs) No. Nobody ever asked. Overall, um, I really like this album. Uh, I was reading today that it's, in fact, a concept album. Um, and, The concept is about the different aspects and perspectives of addiction and the recovery from it. Hence the uh, reference to the 12-step program uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, whatever. Um, But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, What's-his-face Maynard said (coughs) – the songs on 13th Step, for the most part, are about the various processes of addiction, behavioral addictions, chemical addictions, and each song is kind of sung from a different perspective. Which I thought was really interesting seeing as uh, Keenan isn't a drug addict, but being in the profession that he is, um, he's seen enough of it, I'm sure. What did you guys think about this album? Sorry, let me rephrase it. To the people who listen to this album, what did right, you think about it? <laughs>
2: um i wish i would have like noted down some of the specific lyrics i liked but i did write down that like he had an interesting way of writing about like i could tell it was about addiction uh, but just some Mm -hmm. of the um lyrically like the descriptors and stuff the way that he phrases things in that album i thought were really cool um and there's a lot of just like like ox instruments I guess like other instruments that add to the feel of that album a lot which make it a lot more brooding and fitting and make it more of a like complete kind of feel Um, Mm -hmm. and I was surprised with this one so I never listened to anything off this record before Um, so I kind of listened to it and then went back and looked at what the popular songs were and everything I liked was like not what the popular songs were according to that but um, I had like noose vanishing A Stranger and Pet were the songs I liked a lot, specifically Riff from Pet, that's in the intro.
0: Yeah. I was reading today that this album took a different turn from their, from a Perfect Circle's first album, which is more on the heavier side, more closer to what like Tool is. But Maynard didn't want to do like the same thing. You know, Mm. they've already got a band that does that. And like a Perfect Circle is different, it's got different um, elements. It's, um a twinge just listener, go listen. You you'll tell you'll you'll hear the influences, but they're they're different. Um but he Maynard didn't want to do like a repeat of their first album, which was called Fucking Mondaners or some shit like that. Fucking um, Mondaners, dude. I, don't know. <laughs> I was close. It de Noms, <laughs> I was close. Um but Um, so Billy was like annoyed with Maynard for like constantly trying to like, well, instead of us being heavy, like, let's try and do more of the softer, more of an ambient and like, um, there's more seeming like a, a theatrical element to some of the songs. Specifically, um, the one that comes to mind is, um, the nurse who loved me. Which was mm-hmm. one of my is one of my favorite songs in this record, yeah, and I yeah. learned today that it's a cover oh it's a yeah, it's a cover from a band called oh no, what was it called uh failure. I really love that song. I love the idea of a i shouldn't say patient um and not inmate inmates' the wrong word too a um fuck what uh, what would you call somebody who lit, who is Housed in a uh, asylum of sorts. A, fucking man, bum, we'll just, dude. A fucking bum. We'll just say that. I, like, I
2: feel like patient is like fair. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's like a you know supervised like area True. with you know professionals. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. It <laughs> was, definitely w- wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was trying to fig- think of like a nicer way to put it, but a resident—that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. A resident. Um, but I love the idea of because it's kind of like um, oh, what do they call that it's it's kind of reverse but and not entirely the same, but it makes me think of uh Stockholm syndrome where the captor starts to fall in love with the person who's got them- holding them captive <clears throat> but to note back to what you were saying about the lyricism, that was one of the things that really drew me in about weak and powerless was just the Even the opening phrasing, it just right out the gate, it says, Tilling my own grave to keep me level, jam another dragon down the hole, digging to the rhythm and the echo of a solitary siren, one that pushes me along and leaves me so desperate and ravenous. I'm so weak and powerless over you. I was like,
3: Yeah.
5: (laughs) Oh
0: my God. Like, (laughs) dude, it's heavy. It's very, it's very pungent. And it's like, I love, I just love the, the digging to the rhythm and the echo of a solitary siren. Like, yeah, that's oh so my God, sick. that sounds so lonely. Tilling my own grave to keep me level. I, 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 I don't know that I could do, I could write anything better.
2: I love words, dude. I love,
0: I love words, dude. I <laughs> love, love, writing. love
2: people writing.
0: Elijah, did you listen to this record?
1: Yeah. I right. won't say that I had the similar interest in it, to be fairly honest, um, I was never really like heavily a, uh, I appreciated it more than like a long time ago that I listened to it. Cause I used to have a group of friends that were like very hardcore tool fans. Yeah. And going into it, I was just like, oh, it's just going to feel like another tool album. Like, I just don't have, like, I just can't like appreciate it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I will say when you said the ambience, that was the first thing that I immediately was like, it caught my attention. I was like Mm -hmm. a fan of that. However, I'm not really a big fan of like, I think the world sound that they went for, you know, like with tool, they have like that very like world sound kind of like how, uh, like the congas and stuff like that. And some of, like oh, a lot yeah, of like yeah. co- the acoustic instruments and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not really something that really kind of like, I can just sit there and listen to. I kind of mm-hmm. just get bored after a while, but I did appreciate the nurse that one song a lot. Um, I did not know that it was a cover, uh, but I did immediately fi- find out that it was a concept just because everything just felt like lyrically it was just tied together and how a lot of the songs kind of just flew into one another um yeah. it did give me like yeah i would say it does have like that theatrical st- side but i just it was hard for me like i would say halfway through the record it was what song was it um
3: um <laughs>
0: did he just fucking oh, no okay. sorry <laughs> it's I... like he just left <laughs> me mm-hmm. on cliffhanger there
1: no no it was i think it was when i were, like, a stranger i a stranger was kind of like in and out of it because i was like listening to it last night a little bit and i was like i was just like oh this is kind of just feels long And I was just like, no, but I'm going to try to finish this. But then, yeah, when it got to like that nurse song. um, The nurse who loved me. Mm -hmm. That song, I was like, all right, yeah, no, I really like this a lot. I enjoyed it. Um, And yeah, I would have to say lyrically, uh, Maynard did a fantastic job. But as far as like everything else, it just was really hard for me to like really sit and appreciate it. But Mm
3: -hmm.
1: like I said, I kind of like rushed everything at the last moment so i feel like i wasn't really able to unfortunately give it the attention that it deserved
0: that's a one thing that i i kind of like about doing these panel episodes is cuz people will you know pick albums that i've never listened to or albums that like i know a song off of it and like i wasn't a fan then so it gives me that opportunity to like go back into it and kind of like remove what i what i normally like and More so, just like consume it from a strictly like review perspective, like just listening to the instrumentation, just listening to the lyricism, like trying to. It's very difficult because when I listen to music, I want to be able to like you know get into it, sway, bounce, like vibe something. But if I if it's something that doesn't normally fit my fancy, it's not the the whole kit and caboodle. Like sometimes that's kind of how I felt about, you know, the Sum 41 things. I was like, damn, I know that like, I am already not a huge fan of this band, but I'm going to let, li- this will be my opportunity to look at it from like a criticals perspective and not even because I want to listen to it. Just how is this album pieced together as a whole unit? Right. Yeah,
1: that's definitely, so, I kind of had to put that review brain on mm-hmm. and, um, but yeah, I, I would. To be honest there was just moments where i kind of let my biased opinion come in and i'm just like okay it's very slow it's very it's too almost too chill because i'd have to say the first record is very like tool oriented and i Mm -hmm. even me not being like a tool fan i did i would say i would have enjoyed that album a lot more just because there was a lot more i would say uh, in-your-face-esque tracks that, like, yeah, there were some chill tracks, but then some of the bigger points of, like, that particular record had some very in-your-face songs. Mm -hmm. But this one was just very chill. And uh, it was just hard for me to, like, really kind of, like, enjoy it.
0: That's uh, one of the things that draws me to, especially this album. Like, I like Tool, but I like... Songs by tool i I haven't listened to any one of their albums in its entirety entirety that's actually why I listened to the new one that came out last year, and that to me it sounded like one long song. It was just forty minutes of one song because that's the thing that I think about tools that i granted i don't have a lot of experience from like song to song track to track by album, but I think a lot of their music sounds the same, you know. So that was one of the things that drew me into this is because it was a tool component, but it didn't sound like tool. So I was like, oh, this is like another branch of the Maynard tree. And I really dig it. I'm also really into, you know, the soft, clean vocals. That's why I'm a fan of you guys. You know, we got them pretty Vox. What was that what was that thing you did earlier? The Um just shit in his
2: eye. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're uh, we're taking glisten down off all platforms. We're gonna do a re-release. <laughs> uh,
3: the
2: original lyrics. I'm not gonna let the band stop me anymore. You know, I'm say if you will.
0: I gotta live up to my full potential.
1: I gotta bring the
2: brand more up front. <laughs> that's what I'm saying.
1: The yeah. brand
0: is taking the priority. that's For a brand fan if you had to pick a favorite track off this album, which album or which track would it be?
1: The nurse who loved me,
5: for sure. The
0: nurse who loved me. I think, um, well, weak and powerless is my favorite, but I think pet is probably the probably the like the most fun song on the album. Pet that fucking as you said that that riff in there is just so menacing it's so (laughs) menacing it sounds like doom is on its way bro it's beautiful
2: (laughs) yeah i'd say pet for me um i also really liked a stranger but uh i think it was more of just like i liked a lot of the vocal stuff they did in there as opposed to like the Mm -hmm. whole song so i feel like pet is a full complete song probably be my favorite
0: How do I want to rate this one? Should we do farts for all of them, or should each person... Absolutely, absolutely. Farts for all of them? Farts for all of them. So, I I think in 2003, I probably would have given this... um, Probably, like, four farts. What was the... Was few farts good and... A lot of farts. Yeah, bad. is that how you? Yeah, it we're doing okay.
2: golf rules. So one fart is a ten, and ten is
0: Okay, so in 2003, I would have given this album probably fucking eight farts. I don't think I would have given a damn about this album in 2003. But now, as a 30 year old man, we're giving it a fucking two, a two oh, fart record, bro. Wow. Because I, I love. Yeah, I love the one. I love Maynard's vocals. Mm-hmm. This felt very the vocals in this one for most of the tracks felt very personal like he was singing like in a very small room. It was very
1: Is it weird that I would say it gives me the same feeling that Sade did in the sense that it felt like you were in the room when yeah. she when she uh recorded that record. Just as like yeah, listening yeah. to this record it gave me like You were in the room and he was just telling you his trials and tribulations.
0: Yeah, I I, for sure. I can get I can get behind that. That's that's why currently current Chris is giving a perfect circles 13 step. Eight whole farts, Kitty. Eight of them.
5: You want to say hi? You mean two farts, right?
0: Yeah, sorry. God, no, (laughs) no. Wait, yeah, because the least farts is the eight farts is bad. Two farts is good. Yeah, two yes. farts. That's what we're doing.
5: I'll give it. Give it four,
1: four farts. For four me.
0: whole farts.
1: Yeah, I'm about to say something wild. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it six farts. Okay, fair
0: enough. So you said four farts.
5: Yeah, I'm giving it
0: I'll... two, two and farts, I'm,
1: and I'm giving it six.
0: Six farts. Well, at least we're staying even.
2: So wait, hold on, um I'm gonna keep a tally here while we do. So you had two, four, six. What did we rate the last one? I'll it No filler. What everybody give those again?
1: I gave it. I am giving it a five.
0: I gave it five.
2: Okay, Jared,
1: would
0: you give it a five? Five, yeah. Okay. Hey, Jared, I think based off of the reviews and of what we just said, you should give a preemptive rating.
4: I am... Um, yeah. I I did. Dip my toes in a little bit, uh, actually, while you guys were talking and like just kind of skipping through a little bit, like Mm -hmm. the first couple songs or so. um, I'd say it's not necessarily my thing per se, but I can appreciate what I heard, what it's going for. Mm -hmm. So right now, preemptive farts. um, I'd say probably a good five out of ten. Just like that, some forty-one album where I'm like, yeah, this is. I, I get it, but it's like, just okay for me. I get it.
0: All right, so we got uh, a five preemptive fart rating. That's dope. I can't wait for you to come back and be like, yeah. So I way overshot it. This is a straight <laughs> up. This is a straight up Duker, bro. This, this is, is a ten is, out of ten. This farts, is dude. This is ten farts, bro. This I'll is like I
4: ate like be... too much fucking <laughs> Hey, there's, bro, go. got, there's some beans
2: in this one. You
4: know. There's some fucking beans in this album. <laughs> beans. corns oh hey, the
2: corn, corn beans. Like in this one, big
0: man. Oh dang! I'm I'm looking at some of the review scores right here, and Alternative Press gave it five stars
5: out of Damn. five
0: or Nine ten. Hearts. Five, five five, out of five? Ass stars. Yep.
5: Damn. Respect.
4: Damn.
0: Respect respect but didn't
4: well, they Stone also gave
1: didn't it. they also give mgk like four or five stars yeah all presses like
0: a... never mind <laughs> right but when when though when did they well, give uh, my tickets
1: well, yeah tickets yeah, to my last, downfall last okay so
0: you're talking about 20 years later
1: yeah uh,
0: this this entire alternative the same guy a whole, <laughs> a whole new yeah. cast of workers his name is Alternative Press, and he's the same guy. His name is
1: Alt-Press. His name is Alt-Press.
0: Alt-Press.
4: Alt-Press. My, my father, Alt-Press. Rolling
0: Stones <laughs> gave this a fucking three out of five stars. Let's see what they and said. You can tell Rolling Stones a, magazine that my last words were. Robert Cherry writes... A perfect circle or that rare supergroup. Man, let's jump through all that. At um, the oh, preamble, okay. the band's second album, Thirteen Steps, sounds more like the dusky thrum of disintegration-era Cure than it does any of the members' previous bands. A vague concept album about recovering from recovery or something, 13 Step doesn't bludgeon listeners into submission. It lulls them with droning guitars, dub deep bass, and simmering vocals. The anticipated shit hammer of thundering guitars doesn't drop until the end of the slow burning opener, the package. The Standard anticipating chugging, shit hammer that's what it says. incredible it's a it's a good review i don't know i don't know what uh shit hammer means but
4: i want a fucking journalist to call my guitar a fucking shit hammer dude <laughs> <laughs> holy maybe, shit maybe
0: maybe it was a thing back in 2003 but maybe now that we've We've brought it back into Sended. the ethos, maybe. Now it'd
2: be like maybe that absolute know. dump truck of a guitar tone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that Nick guitar tone with two C's. Fucking unit. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, bro, he brought that guitar in and it was double cheeked up on a Tuesday afternoon. I'll tell you that. I mean, it was still daylight out. Before we get into the next one, um, i does anybody have to pee? No, I'm good. Um just me. All right, well, I'm going to take it. Actually, yeah, I'm going to refill my water real quick.
2: We must be at the Ritz, baby, because all I see here are crackers.
0: <laughs> well, Can you say you that other next
2: show?
0: <laughs> you Dude. weren't kidding about doing slurs on this episode.
2: I'm still pissed I didn't do the the fucking. Can I just, bro- can I just bro- drop bro- the end bomb
5: right now?
0: What's up? I mean, as long as you're black. you know it'd be you know it'd be funny is if every time you said if you said it i would just bleep it out and be like oh he he can say it, he's black yeah but he's on my show okay Damn. oh yeah, no,
1: i i definitely did say it but i muted myself when what is
2: <laughs> just like shake the camera and stuff while you say it. that just make it like like really <laughs> intense for no
3: reason
0: <laughs> 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 Really pulling out the Sam Jackson car.
1: People, people are literally going to be like, wait, what the fuck? And then see, be like, oh, I
2: know this guy's what? <laughs> I'm, I'm on my Mel Gibson shit, dude. I'm on my Chet Hank shit, dude. They're
1: first going to be like, I yo, w- let's fucking cancel this band because this dude keeps sa- like, said the N-word. And then I'm going to be like, no, nah, B, you can't do that.
0: I would <laughs> hope that my listeners would have enough faith in me that I wouldn't just let somebody... Say say yeah. the n word if they weren't in the uh, if they didn't yeah, have the right amount of melanin. That's right. Be like that's, gr- that's right.
1: Grand Wizard Chris over here.
0: No, no. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> live
0: in my- Indiana. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so I do live in Indiana, and I did date a girl who came from a small town called Tyner, Indiana.
1: Oh yeah, dude. That and place is Tyner- racist as fuck.
0: Oh. So oh, dude, yeah, I know
1: yeah. I know my Sundown Town history, my man. <laughs> so I know that I
4: do not belong there, dude. On our way to the studio, uh, every time we passed by a small town, Elijah's just like, "Dude, you know this is a Sundown Town." And I'm like, "Dude, Fuck, that bro. stretch of road,
2: like between Cedar Rapids and Comanche, just like almost every yeah. town, you're just like, it's a no-. but the favorite oh, one no. is, uh, dude, Mechanicsville. Uh, uh Mechanicsville is rough. Yeah, yeah. One. My least favorite one is uh, her favorite one is the one after that called Clarence, because on the sign, it's literally in, in quotations. It just says like, Clarence, we welcome everybody.
1: Like
2: I'm like,
0: no, you fucking no, don't. But no, okay, so <laughs> That's Max why it's in quotations.
2: So Max
1: and I stopped in uh, Mechanicsville at the Casey's on the way to the show uh, at the TRM uh, on that Friday. And on the way there, I'm like getting gas. And as I'm handing this lady my gas car, she's looking at me. She looks up, looks like literally checks me out and he goes, hmm. And I'm like, nice. And as my <laughs> brother goes and opens it's... the door for somebody, the guy nice. looks at him dead in his face, opens the other door and walks in it. And I, I, mean he goes and sits in the car. I'm like, you felt that, right? He's like, oh, no, this place is racist as fuck.
2: <laughs> He's awesome. He's awesome. like my best friend's Jacob is from there, and he was like his family is like the only Mexican family, like maybe in the whole town or something, and just like people just like drive by their house like super slow, and just like stare at them and mm-hmm. just there's like, always just like weird little interactions that are just like, yep. why do you care
0: i uh my dad was telling me that. Uh, There's this little amusement park a couple hours from here called Indiana Beach. And it's in a county. The county that it resides in is called White County. And um, I was like, that's a weird, like, why, why, why would they go with white? You know, and my dad was like, well, a long time ago, (coughs) white people were the only ones allowed to live here. And I was like, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? And he goes, he goes, no, he's like, it was, it was to the point where, like, if people certain people would come into town before nightfall they'd be like you have two hours before you have to get out here like i was like dude it's like a real whole it was a whole sundown county he was like yeah i'm like that's dude, oh, yeah, absolutely tragic
2: not not to like sidetrack too much but like do you know why it was like why did they market at like nighttime why weren't they just like i'm gonna shoot you why they're like hey bro you have till 9 p.m. all right like, <laughs> You got until the like, sun goes is, down. Because Legitimately night, though, is, there, is there like a reason no, for that?
1: No. So at night, it was because they thought that black people would go and do heinous acts at night. So they would literally say during the daytime, during the daytime, we can see what you're doing. Right. Oh, okay. And as soon as night falls, if you're still in this town, we can get away with what we want to do to you because nobody will be able to see us doing the acts
0: the incognito of night
1: right?
0: yeah speaking of black people kill switch
1: engage
0: <laughs> that's right there is a black person in this band speaking so, of black people
4: what a segue <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might become a host with segues like that keep it up keep it up i'll send you I might give you a fucking job I almost said, put you to work, but I don't think I'm allowed to say that to you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Jesus, dude.
1: Oh, Jesus. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, you can put me to work.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: um, Elijah, as daylight dies, tell me about why this uh, album is so influential to you and why it was your pick.
1: Um, actually, it was one of the first, like, heavier metalcore records I listened to. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I got it, uh for Christmas, ooh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, and, um, like, when I first heard, like, the riff for the intro track, I was like, oh, shit, this shit, it fucks. That got me into the metalcore genre of music that I, like, listen to as of today and going back and like for like end of heartache like rose of sharon was like one of the first songs i ever learned on guitar and then Mm -hmm. like my curse of course and then like um uh this fire burns was like one of also the first songs like i learned on guitar and it was a very influential Mm -hmm. record for me because like it paved the way to like me playing guitar today and then also howard jones you know like me being a black guy listening to metal at the time, it wasn't really heard of too much. You had like, you had like Prince X from like the eighties. You had like a couple bands, but like like, Seven Lejean.
0: Dust. Lejean, of LeJean. LeJean. No, is seven, Dust. seven Dust. Seven yeah. Dust
1: was, all, was, like, one of the first yeah. harder rock metal albums I listened to, like, Animosity right. or Next, were, like, a very influential record. And that was one of the... The reason why I was going to pick that is because it was, like, the record that really yeah, changed yeah. my life to, like, want to be a musician. Because mm-hmm. I look up to LeJean, but I also look up to Howard. Because, like, again, yeah. being a black person in the metal scene or the rock scene, there's a lot of trials and tribulations. Literally, Nick... Yeah. Jared or Keller can literally tell you that we as like Max and I have already had experiences, of people like wanting to touch our hair or they immediately assume that we're the drummer or the bass player of the band. Um, uh, like literally it's it's or like it yeah. would just ask us questions. They'll be just like, oh, what do you guys play? You got to play like R&B, rap, pop or like soul or funk or something. It's like, no, we play like rock and they're like, oh, like Jimi Hendrix. Or not. I mean, that's not what I'm like. Like, those are not my like Adam D is like a big influence. I mean, guitar wise, Joel and Adam were like huge influences. I mean, like learning the way and like paving the way of how I play guitar. And like I do fucking pinch harmonics and I learned how to do it very well because of like Zach Wilde, but also like Kill Switch Engage was like a big Mm -hmm. influence on like me playing guitar. Yeah. So it was the record for me where it got me into like the heavier stuff
0: hmm I definitely think Kill Switch Engage is one of those early metalcore bands that like solidified that um this is a genre that I will stick around like probably my entire life. And the only bad thing about when I got into Kill Switch Engage, I learned about Kill Switch from Howard. Howard Jones's era. So that was my entryway. And so I don't even fuck with Jesse, bro. Like, I I, don't. He's good, but he's not what he's not what I love. He doesn't have the hard vocals and those powerful power metal vocals.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with you. I do like but like Alive or Just Breathing was also a pretty like was a record that like growing up as well, was pretty influential with me. Um, yeah. And as well as like their first like self-entitled record, Switch mm-hmm. was a um, thing, but I would definitely have to agree it's that uh, As Daylight Dies, like Howard or like End of Heartache to the self-titled 2009 record were like really big influences on me just because like, dude, a black dude literally killing it in the metal scene, mm-hmm. like literally changing the fucking game vocally yeah. for a lot of musicians. Uh, for like decades to come was like a huge influence in my life. And I was like, damn, that's what I want to do. It might not be vocals, but I want to be a black right. man in th- that scene and just like be as like somebody that you can look at them and be like, damn, me in the black community wanting to be in a genre that a lot of my own people don't recognize that they should be like pushing and embracing a lot of people just throwing themselves into the genres and taking control of those fucking genres. Mm-hmm. Like that's such an empowering thing to me. And that's like Killswitch switch engage, like that's what held on to me the most was just like, damn it, like a black person killing it. I wanna be that black person killing it in that scene too.
0: When I think of Metalcore, uh Kill Switch Engage, the Howard Jones era is like it's It's one of these. If I were to try to describe what does metalcore sound like to someone, I'd be like, "Arms of Sorrow, Kill Switch, Engage." That's absolutely. That's Um, metalcore.
1: I would. Or you listen to like the uh, "Set the World Ablaze." The DVD Uh is fucking insane. (laughs) It literally only attests to how fucking tight they sound live too.
0: I'm a. I'm super bummed. I've never. I never have. Has anyone here seen Kill Switch with Howard? No. No. Alright, good. So alright, I so I don't feel uh, now I don't feel bad.
1: Ooh, it just sucks because I feel like there Light like the Torch just doesn't hold a flame to like kill switch with Howard. They just no. had like that dynamic that no other band will be able to replicate. I seen that like he no. did something no. with Jared Dines and it's just mad corny. Oh,
0: that's uh <laughs> what's it called that fucking Scion or some Scion shit? Scion like or whatever, yeah. I was excited yeah. to hear that because I know Jared can like, he plays more of a, what I would be, um, oh, we lost Nick. Um, Hi, Nick. Yeah, uh, more of a kill switch vibe, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that the magic that we got in the early 2000s with the Howard Jones era is just uh it's a uh, it's something that can't be captured again. Like no, it's like, got to be say, something new now.
1: If you're gonna listen to Jesse with Killswitch, I would recommend uh, Times of Grace, Him of a
0: Broken Times Man. Times of Grace. It
1: yeah. is a fantastic record. It's very melodic. It's a lot more. It does have like that, of course, that Killswitch sound. Um, however, it is a lot more melodic. It's a lot more. Um, they definitely tried to m- capture a lot more like soundscapiness to it.
0: Have you pitched this to me before?
1: Yes, I know
0: that name. That's right.
1: Yes, "Hymn of a Broken Man," "Times of Grace." That has—that's Adams Project, but it had Jesse singing in it before he joined Killswitch Engage because it came out in twenty eleven. Mm. Um, "Hymn of
0: a Broken Man," right there.
1: It is—it is a solid fucking record. Um, the riffs are insane in that record. Um, mm. but uh anyways, yeah, that uh. I agree with you. Howard was like the magic. He was the golden egg of like the early 2000s, like mid 2000s metalcore scene.
0: Specifically with this album. So I know um, we said we weren't going to like talk about the deluxe version, you know, the special edition. But I feel that we should. I think it's only fair. That we bring up the deluxe songs because one of those songs, two of those songs specifically are very iconic to Kill Switch, Kill Switch in this time. Um, specifically, I think it might have been the song that like introduced me to Kill Switch and that is their cover of Dio's Holy Diver.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was one of the first guitar solos I ever learned.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Bro, that guitar solo is insane. I remember watching the music video for their cover of Holy Diver and not thinking that it was real. Because I was like, look how fucking goofy and cheesy this is. This isn't actually...
1: Adam Adam dressing up as a princess. Adam dressing (laughs) up as a fucking princess, dude. I literally was like... I was like baffled when I saw that. I was like, wait, this is the fucking band that I love? Because like uh, all the all the other videos were like very like moderately serious, so like I was it just was like, damn, the
0: common metalcore tropes of the early two thousands, fucking cornfields and abandoned factories and shit like. Yeah, that. and Dark I remember
1: rooms. watching a uh, documentary, and somebody best described it. They're like, if I was deaf, I would think I, if I was deaf and I was watching this, I would think that this is just like a comic sketch. But
3: yeah, yeah, are yeah.
1: But if. if but if I was blind, I would think that this is the most beautiful fucking music I've ever heard. And it's yeah. just like very conflicting with like, it's like us, I guess you would say. We just say like really, we do like really dumb bits live or we do like we just say really dumb things. But like our music is depressing as fuck. So people wouldn't expect <laughs> us to act a certain way.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I, I honestly think that was um I mean, I don't know how prominent it still is just because I'm not like I've never really been a big music video guy. But I definitely think in the early 2000s, like goofy, uh, goofy music videos with intense, heavy fucking music behind it was just normal. Like attack, attack, bro. Oh, absolutely. Prime example.
1: Like they're the reason why I myself do not take like playing shows or, like, being in a band super serious. I find, like, being super serious, serious all the time... You see I feel too. like being... Well, yeah, I think being, like, super serious can just be, like, cringy. Yeah. And I see them as, like, a prime example that they can just be themselves and still, like, people take them as serious.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things that, like... I have seen Killswitch... Uh, several times and the one thing that always stays true with their performances is that even though their music is like heavy and fucking like in your face they're just fucking dudes having a good time on that stage like they joke with each other and like it's so funny to hear them like crack jokes and like tease each other and then go right into like this fucking heavy angry shit i'm like They're just, like, jumping between (laughs) two extremes. I love it. It's super... It's very human. That's the one thing I like about it. That's what... Being a bit too serious, like, oh, this song is... Yeah, but I also want to know you guys as people. Yeah, well, I've been, like, and, you know, ever since, like,
1: I've watched them and I've idolized them for such a long time, going in and, like, seeing the dynamic of, like, being in other projects, and that's just, like, the the dynamic i've longed for i've wanted that dynamic and like playing music just because like i don't take myself super serious i hate taking myself super serious and Mm -hmm. other people is like dude you have to be serious you have to do this it's like my favorite bands who are absolutely successful never take themselves serious and i don't know i just no i just respect that band on multitudes of
0: level like there's a there's a levity to it just in that it's not that they don't take themselves seriously it's that they don't do it too serious like hey this is a music we made we like it fuck you whatever we're gonna have fun because this is the music we like to make and you can see that like in their performances is they're just like we're super grateful and lucky to be able to like make this music and have all you people enjoy it too and then we can just be ourselves on stage
1: yeah i agree
0: nick now that you're back
2: yeah <laughs> um yeah so i the first note i had was just uh influential uh because i feel like this album <laughs> is the blueprint for so much of modern like like metalcore in the 2010s and like even stuff that's yeah. still kind of coming out now um their car Or I also wrote like the transition from Arms of Sorrow into Unbroken was fucking hilarious to me.
1: Um I was actually showing I was actually showing my my uh friend Jacqueline that record. We were smoking and I was like, okay you didn't really like listen to kill such a gauge growing up. So I'm going to make you watch this. I'm going to make you listen to this. (laughs) And so after like arms of Star, she was like, that was fucking gorgeous. And all of a sudden (laughs) and she's like, what the fuck?
2: And I was like laughing because it's so abrupt. It was, I was not expecting that switch in there, but (laughs) um, yeah, it's, it's a good album. I listened to it, the deluxe and uh, like this fire is still my favorite song. Um B1 on the Deluxe is my
1: favorite. That yeah. riff in the beginning of B1 is just insane. Yeah.
2: But like this fire I I so I heard Holy Diver and this fire around the same time. So I don't know which one comes first necessarily, but I specifically remember uh I'm still like professional wrestling, but at the time I was just getting into like WWE very deep and that was CM Punk's theme song that he would come out to. So I immediately That's thought, right. like, Kill Switch was, like, the coolest band in the fucking world. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, if CM Punk likes it, then, like, sick. Hell yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I remember I remember watching, because that wasn't his intro. Was that his intro when he first was introduced to well, wrestling? Yeah. Okay. He,
2: or when, uh, well, yeah, like, he when, was- when he first came to WWE. And then he changed it to uh, Cult of Personality after that.
0: But. Yeah, yeah, yeah i remember his debut and hearing that this fire burns i was like oh hell yeah that's kill switch and my parents were like what i'm like the song that's playing that's from a band called kill switch engage it's like i listen to them a lot and they're like oh cool (laughs) like but is that man screaming he's screaming (laughs) yeah
2: It's also just a super sick song, like, in that sense to come out to, because he would come out literally just right when that, like, scream goes on. He just walks out. You're like, all Mm right, he's fucking ready to fight somebody. Okay,
0: this dude's about (laughs) to get fucking kicked, bro. Look at those boots. (laughs) He's about to kick some ass.
2: Uh, And then the other thing I really liked, specifically about that song, too, is just, like, whatever the little, like, time to riff, there's just, like, that guitar part before the chorus, like, in the pre-chorus that comes in is the... Mm -hmm. Probably the best pre-chorus I've heard. It, it It's nothing flashy. It's just like, it works so well with that song and leads into the chorus so perfectly. And I just like, appreciate it. I'm so confused as to why this was not on this sort of standard edition of the album. I know, I right? A single. Um, but, awesome album. Uh, that song, My Curse still holds up. Holy Diver still holds up. Everything that I liked about the album, when I listened to it years ago was pretty mm-hmm. much still the same. Uh, and I, I just listened to it. I was like, this is the blueprint for so many bands.
0: Yeah. That's a, uh, I know uh, earlier in the chat, we were talking about um, my favorite song and I think I had told you guys this fire was it, but I lied to you and I apologize. You for motherfucker. That, but- <laughs> my actual favorite song on this record is eye of the storm that's Ooh, I'm that's such, a solid I'm track su- bro i'm such a fucking sap for songs about drugs man and anything that has to do with like devout love i can't fucking i can't get over it you know this um just that when he says uh through pain and affliction with every addiction i will never let you down Howard, you better fucking not, dude. You better not. <laughs> dude,
1: I, I would have to say my favorite track on the whole record was um, uh, Reject Yourself. Yeah. The riff and Reject Yourself just absolutely rips.
0: The one bad thing about the way I consume these albums is that I listen to them at work. So I don't know this. The only songs I know are the songs I already know. And then just like listening to it I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that song was good, but I don't ever like take my phone out to be like, "What song was that?"
1: Yeah, I know, like literally the whole album like let me see what the In word. track order. I used to listen to it like a lot.
0: Oh my goodness. how uh what a, a va- I mean, I think the reason why this album is still is still so timeless, even after being 10 I uh, think the production. 10, Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing I was going to tell you guys that I learned that um, this album recently went platinum like eight months ago was certified platinum. It finally sold over a million copies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think the overall production of the record was way ahead of its time.
0: Yeah, which is weird because the following one after this, which is the self-titled one, got fucking ragged on because a lot of people didn't like the production.
1: I think it was a fantastic record too. I thought Kill- I thought the two thousand nine Killswitch Engage record was like still like pretty top, like especially at the very beginning. The first like saw track off that record is just insane, and then the guitar solo is fucking tight.
4: Yeah, I'm a top dude.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> a I'm a top. Reject yourself, and then I will say the deep cut is uh, "Let the Bridges Burn." Um, for the yeah, on the deluxe was a fantastic song. I thought that shit absolutely bopped.
0: Yeah. I, so basically, listener, what we're saying the only album, the only version of this album you should own is the deluxe version because <laughs> yeah, the, the four song, the four extra songs you get are literally they should have been on the album
2: absolutely though yeah. no. they were or just put it out on its
4: own EP I like hate it. It. I yeah. literally hate I think that's the mark of like a good album like if you have more shit that you can put on there and it's all still just good like yeah come on yeah
1: I, I i'm more like if i feel annoyed for the fact that you literally have like a fantastic record and that the four other solid B tracks are almost as good if not better than all the other tracks on the record like that is a spe- that's like a certain specialty to have as a band. So just be like, yeah, we just wrote 12 tracks that absolutely freaking rip. But what if we give you four tracks that are better than all other 12 tracks? And so we just didn't put that on the record.
4: I um, haven't said much about this record yet because I was kind of letting you all gush and stuff because I know that this mm-hmm. record means a lot. I have this really weird relationship with heavy music where I am so incredibly picky about what I like and what I don't like. And Killswitch Mm -hmm. Engage, like, rides right on the line of stuff that I wouldn't be quite as into, not necessarily stuff that I would hate, but stuff that I wouldn't, like, have gone out of my way to listen to had it not been recommended by, like, you know, Elijah and in this particular situation, you know, that we're in right now. Um, That being said, hearing this... And then hearing the handful of metalcore bands that I listen to now, I think Counterparts is a good example. Uh, That's the only one that I can think off the top of my head, anyway, right now. Uh, Where I'm like, oh shit! Like that's where these guys got it from. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. I don't know. It with that insight, it gave me just like a really solid appreciation for what this album is. I guess. Um, I, I remember having this conversation with my buddy, uh, Gustavo. He drums in my other bands. Uh, and he was like, so you like this heavy band here. Why don't you like this one? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, really? uh, I'm like, I really like um, Jared, I really like Slipknot. I think like, you should like Slipknot. Why don't you like Slipknot? I'm like, I, don't know. I just, It's just not my thing, I guess. But he's like, but you like this band. I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa.
0: whoa you don't like Slipknot
4: it's not that I don't like them it's just that like it's not my thing I don't
0: know that's fair yeah that's a yeah, I have yeah. a lot of people just recently I went to I went to Chicago and my friend was like she played some motionless in white and I was yeah. like yo no cap I don't fucking like this band I and she don't was like, like what? motionless <laughs> in like, white either it's, it's not that I like think they're bad. I know they're good. It's just that band has never clicked for me. She's like, but you listen to so many other bands. I was like, I know. I just don't. It's that band's never done it for me.
4: That song with Brian Garris, though, is sick. Dude, Slaughter? Slaughter. Yeah. So, Slaughter yeah, me House. neither. There's just, fucking yeah, Slaughterhouse Slaughter, was a fucking dude. crazy song. Yeah. Um,
0: but but yeah, Motionless and White. When-
2: yeah. It just think- came out. Yeah with uh brian from that the was Locked the song she that. played
0: that was the song she played oh, really? she like, oh, I I like motionless and white and i'm like no i don't i've never oh. once said that i like that so band.
4: i i didn't like the song but i liked the breakdown the breakdown just kind of made it yeah. for me and i'm like all right cool because brian is a sick vocalist and i love knock loose
0: okay so you know how there for a while recently right for with like yeah. the what they were quote-unquote mumble rap Oh, it's not about the lyrics, man. It's about the beat, the beat, the producer, man. It's about the vibe. The beat. I think that can be translated into metalcore. It's not about the lyrics. It's about the breakdown. I will like a song <laughs> that I don't really connect with. Yeah, because, yeah. But I will listen to it because I love that breakdown.
4: Well, I um so. I like the band end for that reason a lot, but I still just yeah. love all the songs that they've put out. Like just front to back, like I've loved pretty much everything mm-hmm. that they've done. But the breakdown, yeah, the breakdowns make it for me. Uh, when Are you he says I'm excited
0: about the uh, split that they're doing with uh... Dude. <laughs> dude
4: with Colleen. Eden Will Drown yeah. was a fucking crazy song, bro. Oh my wow. god. I think the um the thing that I like the most about heavy music is uh to an extent like the authenticity behind it like i don't Mm -hmm. my least favorite type of like heavier music was like the the trend of post hardcore and metalcore in the early 2010s where it's like soaring clean vocals about hating yourself and then in the verse and i'm like i just i couldn't really do it
0: uh it just wasn't my thing um how are we friends dog that's like my that's like my whole shtick
4: I just like I can't it, I just can't do it like I
0: just I it's not that I
4: hate it. I hated it back then when I was a teenager, but I, I, I don't mind it now. But like of Mice and Men is a really good example. Pierce the Veil like right. that, like area of bands. I'm like, I just can't I just <clears throat> couldn't do it at the time. Yeah. Those are the reasons I
1: why I play music today,
2: dude. <laughs> hey, Chris, can you <laughs> move Jared real quick?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no! you know what? <laughs> So you remember how earlier I couldn't hear you? It's because your user volume was all the way down. And you must have said something last time that I didn't.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't think any of those things are good. It just was not my thing. I think yeah, I had a soured experience with it in high school because my like my edgy friends were like, "Uh, like, dude, this is sick. And I was like being a little dweeb and being like, oh, I don't think it's that good. And now I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is fine. It's not really my thing though.
1: Uh, Jared's I definitely that. turned my head towards doing that because I used to be the guy to be like, I fucking hate everything. But because <laughs> we've had this conversation, I've been very adamant to be like, I don't hate every, I don't hate anything more than I just, like I can appreciate it. I can see where it's mm-hmm. going and why people like this music. Yeah. I just, it's not me.
4: There's and, a line yeah. that you have to draw between objectivity and subjectivity. And a lot of people don't mm. get that where it's like, I don't Absolutely. like this means that it's bad. That's not true. Right. You know? When I was talking about like the singing screaming, like back and forth, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus thing. There mm-hmm. are a few bands that have done that where like I was immediately into it. Um, that including now, um, well, maybe not immediately into it. I kind of had to warm up to it with uh, this band, but right. kill switch Engage. I, I got it. I understood uh spirit box is another good example i think where i'm like spirit box just fucking slaps they do the generic whatever like uh post hardcore metalcore formula but fuck Mm -hmm. they do it well and i know that they mean it when they do it
0: spirit box is one of those bands where the i was oversaturated uh Mm. by the market and all the things that they did that i didn't even get a chance to like really get into them before they were ruined for me I still uh, have man, yet to listen to any of their music. Because so I was just, I was overwhelmed by all the people talking about, oh, uh, their merch line or, oh, this, you know, this song. And th- it was just everywhere. I couldn't get away from it. And so I have to wait probably about three years before I get, I, I check that. So, out. And um, then I'm like, oh, the yeah, years, they weren't the kidding.
2: Watch the video for yeah. Constance in three years and just ball your fucking Dude,
4: oh, no. <laughs> that song. Every time I hear it, I fucking cry. I'm not kidding. Like, it tears me apart. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, it's rough, dude. Uh, no, so the first song that I heard by Spirit Box was uh, Holy Roller, which is just like this fucking intense, like, yeah. visceral song. And then I heard Rule of Nines, which is more of like their, like, true metalcore side where it's like back and forth between the singing and screaming and having this, like, mm-hmm. huge impact with the screaming parts. And for some reason in my head, even though I didn't like that style of music, I got it. So I, I think I'm going to credit Spirit Box for my enjoyment of Kill Switching Cage, to be honest. Because it's not my thing, but I get it.
0: What's, what's her name? Shout out to who? Courtney. Uh, Courtney. The Courtney, that's what it is. Yeah, she used know,
3: to be
2: yeah. in. I wrestled a bear once, which is also a crazy. That's right.
0: Bro, that's... That's the one thing that, like, when I first heard that about Spirit Box, I was like, "She was in I Bear once," and I was like, "I well, know that band. Player, the, that band is fucking the guitar, wild."
1: The lead guitar player was also the guitar player of I a Bear
0: once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, that's dope. Yeah, they yeah, were both in it, and now they're married. Yeah, and now they're they married. had like some tum- fucking love story.
4: They had a tumultuous relationship with that band towards the end, from what I heard, and they basically just like. They essentially, while they were on tour, put in their like two weeks notice because they were just having mm-hmm. super crazy differences with the other members of that band and just dipped and then started writing spirit box stuff. And <laughs> dipped. Yeah. Well,
0: fuck it. Whatever works. Or I what was, would uh, become just, spirit box stuff? Just out of curiosity, I, I looked up the uh, video for Holy Diver. Does anybody want to take a guess at how many views it has? From, since October 26, 2009? 69 million. to
5: no, like say... 100, 100 million. I'll go
2: like 230 million.
0: 41 million, 651,368.
2: No, nah, nah, I think you're wrong. It was actually 230.
0: <laughs> you know, you're right. I'm <laughs> I actually, think you're actually, actually... Wrong.
2: Men lie, women lie, numbers lie. I don't. I <laughs> don't.
0: <laughs> That's a bouquet shirt right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I don't want to be God. the ins—I don't want to be an incel band. I just feel like I am God. I just feel like <laughs> I'm not it's a weed band God. anymore. I'm We're God. an incel band.
0: <laughs> all right, so I think um, we can all agree that this is uh, probably one of the most iconic metalcore albums.
4: So I had not listened to any Killswitch uh, beforehand, and Agreed. I think I could—I think I could say that, yeah.
0: That's that's really the the best review we could get. Like the dude who had never listened before. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um. So, uh, Elijah, fart ranking. What is it?
1: Either two or one fart, but like I it, as like.
0: One point five.
1: Well, oh, I would give it. I'm going to say two because there are there is like a couple songs going back to it that I could there
0: why is he always why is he always driving places yeah. like bro stay in one place
1: dude I can't just sit at home I, I feel like I need to do something with my life
0: yeah but gas is too expensive to just be driving around dog why don't you just go for a walk I've
4: been sitting here playing Terraria I can sit at home
5: <laughs> I don't I don't have any fun game system.
0: Oh, that's right. You don't need fun games, bro. You just do drugs and go walk outside.
5: I live in Iowa. You can't
1: do drugs here.
0: What do you mean, dude? You We're the you of the here. world,
1: bro. <laughs> I'm black. I would literally, I would get shot for even just having like an ounce of weed on me.
0: That's well, that is a good amount. Of you weed. know what? I can't. I can't <laughs> even. You're probably right. You're probably right, dog.
2: Oh yeah, I'm not saying like it'll be okay for you. I'm just saying like you could get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: it's not an access sure. problem.
0: He said, "Listen, uh, was it consequences may vary? You know, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's possible you can have yeah. these things in your life.
2: Yeah, consume at it's your, your own risk, risk. risk. But like, I know for how long people. Like, that's really what you want. <laughs> I don't like them, but like, I could hit you up.
0: <laughs> I uh, in terms of farts for this album, I think." we'll go i'm gonna i'm gonna count deluxe because that's really that's really the album that I know it, yeah. with all the you know this fire and holy diver I'm giving this album a whole ass one fart bro Whoa. this, this <laughs> i think this i think is probably i mean there's just there's a lot of nostalgia to this album, but also. This and The End of Heartache were two albums that really solidified my love and like appreciation for metalcore as a new genre for me.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll give it a three. There was like some points of the album that weren't, you know, I could have gone without for sure. Um, Right. But given like how important of a record it was, um, and I feel like. With records that I see as like influential, it's always hard because if somebody's using it as a blueprint, they only have room to grow upon it. Um right. so there's like a couple bands or like records probably within that sort of style that I think I would like my personal taste like enjoy a little bit more, but three, you know, a regular a non fart eight, if you will. Uh <laughs> very very good record. Um and uh, yeah, all, all the things that I liked about it still held up, which is the one thing I appreciated more mm-hmm. maybe than um, with any of the other records that we're uh, talking about here. Uh, I think that one let me down the least <laughs> uh, revisiting.
0: <laughs> That's, that. That's a good way to put that.
4: Nick kind of summed up my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I lean closer to a four on my end only because it's not quite in my realm of personal taste when it comes to right. heavy music like that. But I still like I'm leaning between a three and a four because of the influence and like what they were able to put together.
0: Mm-hmm. I also forgot. I mean, we didn't really bring this up, but I remember being stoked to find wasn't my curse on a Guitar Hero? It, it was, was. That yeah, that sounds right. Three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, I was super. I still stoked have to be able Guitar Hero song. Still have
1: Guitar Wait, Hero go. one, two, and three with the controllers. I also said hero.
0: I don't have any games, bro. You got a Guitar Hero. What are you talking about? You ain't got no games.
4: I got Clone <laughs> Hero and a
0: guitar. I can almost
4: FC yeah. Cliffs of Dover.
0: I can almost Ooh. do it. Cliffs of as an Eric Johnson. That's a fucking yeah. Movie. Eric Johnson was another, yeah.
4: Eric Johnson was a guitarist. That was super influential to me. Yeah. Did you
5: say Dover? Uh, huh? Jared, did you say Dover?
2: Hardly know her, dude. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that's crazy because I personally don't know her. What's up, Elijah? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I was just saying cult of
2: personality I can FC.
4: Mm, cult of yeah. Person. Oh, nice, yeah.
1: But that was it's also like one of my biggest influential bands to growing up.
2: Yeah. yeah. Also, also CM Punk uh, theme song, so just, I'll just give it up for for CM here. Uh, it's really about him. I think
1: Pinch <laughs> Harmonics as the main riff in fucking this Burns is just absolutely fucking tight.
4: Yeah. What are you in between CM Punk and that uh, come punk, punk? I know.
2: Speaking of Pinch Harmonics, I was talking with my girlfriend uh, just about, like, she knew what the sound was but didn't know what it was called. And I showed her that after the Burial song, so it was called, like, this is a lot, you know. Like I don't know if we needed this <laughs> but <laughs> but This is like, unnecessary, she hard. says. Like, it does sound heavy.
1: <laughs> the yeah. new the new endowment shit is gonna have gonna have more fucking pitch harmonics in it because I fucking need I am so good at doing pitch harmonics I fucking <laughs> that's the only thing I can cling to fame on at this point.
4: I am so bad at pinch harmonics. Last one. All right,
0: so last one. Let's move on to A Lesson in Romantics, released in 2007, which I, I thought they were older than that, but I guess not. This is they the a, debut studio album.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, they had an EP out before that because uh, they like formed from some other Florida bands and then merged
0: into mid-April, uh, but... But yeah, I was looking at that. It's a band resulted from the merger of a kid named Chicago and defining yeah. moment.
2: Yeah, I never listen to those bands.
0: <laughs> yeah, who gets who who names a kid Chicago?
2: <laughs> this is my son Cedar Rapids.
0: <laughs> Yo, hey, this is my son coming. Hey,
1: let me go get my daughter
2: Comanche,
4: real quick.
0: I'm gonna go get my daughter named Mishawaka.
4: Um Chris since you don't know, there's a town in Iowa called Coming.
0: Oh, they really went for it. That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. I just learned that there's a uh, there's a, a city in what is it, New Mexico called uh Truth and Consequences. Yes. Yeah. Also That's Hell so Michigan. Yeah. Salt. That's a yeah. good one. Uh Nick, tell me about why this you picked May Day Parades, a lesson in romantics
2: yeah it was the record that made me want to play music um i remember getting into this album i weirdly enough found it uh when i was i think i was in fifth grade and i was like very into skating so i was making these like really shitty skate tapes with my friend and i like Mm -hmm. edited it but i didn't have any like software to, like, put music in, for, or I didn't understand, yeah. so, like, I went to YouTube at the time, just had, like, whatever, like, random songs, and When I Get home yeah. So Dead happened to be one of them, so I found it by, like, the least conventional method possible, um, but I was like, oh, I'm just calling dope, and then, uh, but yeah, I got into them, and they were the first show that I went to was at Gabe's in Iowa City, and it was, the first show I went to like without my parents there, my dad just kind of dropped yeah. me off and I remember seeing them and I never been to show like in a club setting and I've never seen bands that were like, I personally latched onto anything. Right. And I just remember seeing them and I was like, this is what I want to do. Uh, so that record was like why I started learning how to play music and how to sing and stuff. And, um, there's a lot of things like in bouquet songs too, that I just naturally kind of like take for Mayday parade. Cause like a lot of things that I do vocally are inspired by them, whether I like think about it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I also just think it's a good, like it's just the era that it was is a specific one. So I like understand if people are like, this is corny to me, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. within that realm of music, It is so good, but it excels so well. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and another thing, I guess, like loopy back to what I was talking about with Gabe's, which I'm just thinking about right now is like, that was the show that made me like want to play music and stuff. And then all these years later, and I think it was in September too, when that show was so all these years later, like that's where Bokeh had our release show and our first show so that's cool yeah. to like be at that same venue with the band that like made me want to start doing that um Aww. and uh and yeah also fun fact found out when we put in the chat what our albums were going to be that day that i submitted it was the fifth i think or they're celebrating something for but it was the 15th anniversary of the record so it was no very shit. weird timing on that too but destiny um,
0: I had never listened to a single, any of the records by Mayday Parade. Um, I knew about them. They, like you said, they were a very popular band within that time frame. Listening to this record for the first time, um, I definitely see why they are popular because they were, they're very good. Who I am now listening to this album from 2007, I can see where the corniness comes from, but also because I lived... I was. this was like the scene that I was in, in that in 2007, I was able to go back to like that kind oh, of mentality and be that's like, Oh dude, I'm so, I was so, I fell in love with this genre for a reason. I should have been listening to Mayday Parade back then. I really should have. Yeah.
2: yeah I was going to say when I put that record back on, I, have, I haven't listened to it probably like in at least a year or something like it's not something I listen to super often now. But yeah, same thing happened for me where I was like, I just felt like it was a time capsule. I'm like, all right, dog, I'm logging on to
4: MySpace right now, baby. Like, let's...
0: (laughs) Mm. Let's do it. I gotta go change my status real quick. Come on.
4: It's once again not, like, totally my thing. It's just not the thing that I was into growing up, I guess. And then now with, like, the the corniness of, like, what it was at the time uh, versus, like, now... um, takes away a couple points from it for me that being said similar with like the kill switch engage album and to an extent like that some 41 album like what it did Mm -hmm. for the genre that it is in and it doing it so well i can just kind of automatically have an appreciation for it um even if it's not necessarily something that i would listen to um like unprompted right i think that the album is really solid I don't know if I could really, like, objectively give it, like, a rating, I guess. Um, Can't give it any
0: farts, bro? I, I could maybe toss it a couple farts. I don't know. <laughs> he said I could pull a fart out of my ass for this album. pull a fart out of my ass. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. So the EP that you were talking about, "Tales from Tales Told by Dead Friends, they mm-hmm. sold to people by following the 2006 Warped Tour following. They didn't play, they just followed it, and they sold over 10,000 copies of their fucking EP. Yeah. That's awesome. And in doing that, that's how they got signed to Fearless Records.
2: I uh, Yeah, I remember hearing about that a while ago because there's another band that followed Warped Tour called Forever Came Calling Um, that were in like a documentary about it in 2010, um, which I was... I was just a very big fan of that concept, and like it, it gave me even more respect than I had for Mayday Parade. That like, Warp Tour sucks for the bands that are on the tour, even when you're getting paid because it's so fucking hot. And you're in mm-hmm. parking lots for like two months. The yeah. fact that oh, like they be-
0: miserable,
2: yes, uh. and like the fact that they believed in their music and like how bad they wanted it was just like that's so sick. And to sell ten thousand mm-hmm. copies doing that is also crazy. <laughs> like,
0: dude, this. This is the music that speaks to my soul. It's just, it's just like it makes me want to curl up and do this when I listen to it. That's what it makes me want. to <laughs> oh, That's and I Mayday Parade is like they had their acoustics, their acoustic songs are like you know in this album. I couldn't name any of them because I didn't write anything down. I was like miserable like,
2: at best. Is the one that I know. Everybody's like the just piano song uh, that's on oh, that.
0: If it's just pretty clean vocals and an acoustic guitar. Or pretty clean vocals, not, not pretty clean, but like pretty and clean vocals and a piano, bro. I'm fucking there. I will listen to every word you say and I will hold my breath while you do it. Ugh.
2: What they do to you. So into what it. They do. I kind of fell off of them, I would say, in like somewhere during high school, I guess, like 20. 20- yeah. 12 or something, I kind of fell out. Um, This this album and the self-titled album, which I think came out like two years after that, definitely my favorites by them. Um, But I've like, the last few years, I kind of like, I got in a weird, like, just like cool guy mode where I was like, oh, I'm into different (laughs) now. And like, for a couple years of my life when I was like, whatever, 19 or something. And then I was like, that's stupid. Like, I like this band. I don't know why I'm like telling myself I don't. Um, so the last couple of years I've kind of like started to listen to their other stuff and really enjoy it um, that was my peak fandom was then for sure but like they're yeah. a good band they're super good live they've never had anything like problematic happen with them which is also a nice thing from that time period
0: um, no, I don't know I yeah. but, watch this come out Saturday and then Sunday it's like Mayday Parade found guilty <laughs> of family of slaughtering a family in yeah, Georgia. Exactly. oh my god Oh no! We but just like, said they were doing. So and well. they
4: all did it like 100%. <laughs> Collectively. it, just, like, it, it was. was a, <laughs> it
0: was the band as a whole. They killed the family. That's funny, dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's you're not really funny. Feeling miserable at best, and then just like pull the gun out.
3: Pew pew pew. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's. Um, funny. but I was also gonna say there. Uh, the big thing for me with this album, though, after listening back, that I can tell a lot. Um that had influence on me was their like vocal work on this and uh mm-hmm. just how fucking good it is like all the time. Like they're both just Derek and Jason both and Jason left before the record even came out, but like ended up starting the band Go Radio. Um Yeah yeah. And like I don't know, it's just so it's so well done. They're such just like genuinely good singers that don't there's not a ton of effects. They're like I can tell it's not even like edited, like, or pitched. Yeah,
0: not like, a lot of pitch correction. And, yeah, and yeah they're know. just,
2: like, yeah. it's so good. And uh, I know, and they're just very good at choruses, which is, like, my favorite thing in the world. Like, if something mm-hmm. just has a good chorus, I'm in, I try to write those. Yep.
4: Yep, <laughs> yep
0: for sure. I am also a sucker for a good fucking, a good chorus.
4: You tell <laughs> me you're not in the car going, pretty <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know how to scream. Otherwise, I probably mm-hmm. would, because I just, especially when it comes to music, I just like to participate. A while
1: mm-hmm. back, I was trying to talk to girls that were, like, obsessed with Bay Day, Pride, and I tried to get into them because you want to connect with those girls, but I couldn't get yeah. to it at the time. But, like, I've been hanging out with, like, I've been, like, hanging out with people, and I've been, like, having, like, a resurgence of wanting to listen to a lot more music, before. like, I kind of, like, refound that passion to, like, listen to music. And honestly, like, listening mm-hmm. to this record, I... I'm a fan. I honestly fucking enjoyed it. Like I actually could attach detach myself away from like what the cordiness was and what it was at like right. full face value. I think that the i think the overall the instrumentation work was just fantastic. It was very just mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was there wasn't too much of it. There wasn't it wasn't overabundance. It was there wasn't like how we have like 10, 15 fucking guitar tracks. They have, like, literally just two solid guitar tracks, a lead track, and it's a bass, drums, and then just both. And then you'd have, like, the yeah. occasional, like, keys and, like, synth sounds. And I fucking loved it. I, it was, like, very, Dude. to me, like, original. Like, it was like a breath of fresh air. Like, you know that they were yeah. one of the founding fathers of, like, what they were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I thought it was absolutely catchy. Like, I was like, yeah, no, I'll yeah. actually listened to this album, like, unironically again, for, like, the foreseeable future for a bit. Because, like, right now, like, it's one of, like, it's going to be, like, one of my, like, that genre is, like, kind of my inspiration for guitar work for Bokeh now. So, like, stuff like that, like, so, like, I'm going back to, like, that fifth wave, like, emo, fifth wave, like, post-hardcore, where it's, like, static dress. Um, and other sorts of bands that are like emulating anywhere between like the under OT kind of era, like uh the like, you know, div- like the Great Divide or anything like that. But then also like Mayday parades stuff. So like right. stuff like that is like pretty like influencing what I'm doing right now when it comes to like just straight just open big guitar chords. And- mm-hmm that so it's like you know I'm also going back and listening to like taking back Sunday like uh make damn sure era taking back Sunday and stuff like that. So like like it was like going into it. I was like oh shit yeah this just gives me the same vibe of what I was like I had been listening to for like the last like couple weeks. So it's just gonna be another stuff like another thing that I'm just gonna throw on to like until the mix of things. So I really enjoyed it. I I really actually liked the opening song. On the record, the first track, yeah, yeah, Jamie Oliver, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I uh, was Jamie all over. As soon yeah. as that came out, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm, I'm here for this." And then as it mm-hmm. like, and to me, like, it had solid fucking songs all the way through. I didn't have like yeah. a song where I was like, Yeah, this could do without." Like there wasn't like, of course, there were strong songs. There were right. songs that stuck out, like uh, that, like the. Like that, uh, stripped down, just the piano and the vocals. I, it, yeah, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed that. But like, I, it wasn't the best song. It, there were absolutely just bangers through the record, but there was definitely something that showed, like, shined a lot more than the others. But I still like enjoyed it. Everything peak all at the same time.
0: Could we all be in agreement that this album has no skips? Like, yeah, like you said, there are, there are, there, there are the iconic songs, but like from start to finish, there is no, there are no bad songs.
1: No, no, they're all fucking hits. They're all bops. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I also think that this album, they did a super good job of like pacing it and like the, the order that they did the track in could not have been better. And it seems like they like, like what? I appreciate that it feels like they took the time mm-hmm. to get all the songs and like get it the way that it needed we, to be, and like I really appreciate when <laughs> bands do that instead of it feeling they're just like we did this one first. Like,
1: that's give the first one. Round
2: of like, to the
1: overall production of the record?
2: Yeah, I think it's just a super everything about the record is just solid. Like even if you're not in love with it, there's nothing you can really be that's like besides maybe like if you're you know like 40 and you're like I don't relate to this lyrical content but like everything else is like there's nothing like inherently weak about it it's just like a strong objectively a strong record in my opinion.
1: And you know and also hearing the backstory of like what they did like the lengths they went to like be a band and then to then come out with that being their debut record like that's fucking insane
2: to me yeah i also uh separate from the album but i really appreciate their ability as a band to just like not drop off in popularity despite kind of the landscape of you know the scene changing or whatever like they're still drawing just as many people as they were in 2008 as like they are today and that's yeah super impressive to me um, especially with a genre of music that was, you know, like, a, like, belonged to a time period to a lot of people, I guess. Like.
0: There was a bubble.
2: Yeah. yeah, And the Florida boys, you know, so.
0: Yeah. They, <laughs> they're Florida boys?
1: Um, I, I used to live right next to where, uh, a data to remember is from.
0: Also,
2: shout out in this record, they, they mention Ocala, so. Yeah, that they
0: do no. yeah.
2: ocala
1: and it's
0: funny whenever whenever oh, yeah. I hear Ocala I immediately think of a day to remember
1: well Ocala is like the mecca for a lot of like the like scene bands like it was yeah. where like a lot of like really big fucking bands came from during especially like um like the Warp Tour days like yeah oh, that's what it's like Wage War came from there a day to remember came from there um pocket uh, trivium a couple of the members at one point in
0: time came from there uh there was i was reading through like some of their profile real quick going back to mayday parade yes i was just gonna say, I, I was like
2: where do we leave i that?
0: i really loves some of the names of the uh tours that they went on oh, yeah. and it's just so so early 2000s where, where was that one um explosions in your pants tour nice
2: dude um i love this album uh going back there's nothing really that like was missing from it for me other than like maybe you know like my taste has changed a little bit um Mm
5: -hmm.
2: from that obviously but i to me it is very much encapsulates what i liked about the like mid to late 2000s of that genre. So to me, it's like, I, I'll give it one and a half.
0: This being the first album of theirs I'd ever listened to, luck, thankfully it was in a position where I'm very like, I'm hungry for that sound. Would have to, I'm going to give this a three farts. Three farts. I really enjoyed this and I enjoyed it enough that I will now be, I now I have to dive into their discography. Like I have to, I have to know everything they've done Dude.
2: Self-titled album that that's after? why
0: earlier I'm glad you... The self-titled... Yeah, I was looking through cool. their album. That's 2011.
2: 2011, okay.
0: Like a, like a
4: strong three to a light four. Okay. Do a Fantano three. style. Do a 3.5,
2: mm-hmm. you know? Um, I'm gonna give it... I'm gonna give it one and a half.
0: Damn. You we right. go. That's another... another I cannot oh, believe
2: man. this result. This is wild. So... I've been tallying this up as we've been going what the scoreboard. And so as we've been given our ratings, I've just been like calculating them to see what had the highest like average of us as possible. Mm-hmm. So surprisingly coming in at number one uh, was a lesson in romantics. Average 2.375 farts.
0: Then we had. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're doing this. this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, as daylight dies.
0: 2.375, okay. And then As Daylight
2: Dice had 2.5 <laughs> farts, so just barely beat <laughs> it. Fart. It's literally because the half points. It's like, well, got that. Oh, shit. We went in order of, like, re- reverse order of what the highest one, because then uh, 13th thirteenth uh, 13th step was 4.25, and then All code No Filler was just average to 5.
0: No shit. So our ranking system was reverse of the chronological release. Yeah. Looky there. Looky there. much to think about. If anything were to ever prove to you that life is a simulation and that your life doesn't actually matter because we're <laughs> plugged in somewhere, it's those Damn, It's that data. <laughs> that's funny. All right, well, boys, that's the episode. We did it. I'm well for one, I want to say thank you boys for coming out and doing this again. By th- well, I, mean, I guess I should thank the listener for loving you guys so much that I was asked to bring you guys back. And then also the thing that really, really put this into gear is that having been doing these panel episodes for, you know, however long, each one of you separately messaged me personally to be like, hey, I want to be on that. And I was like, and then I put you all in a group chat. I was like, you all have messaged me wanting to do this <laughs> Let's just do this together. Okay, Let's <laughs> just do another one. Fuck it, we'll do it live.
4: I I think the listener's going to be disappointed with the lack of cum jokes this time, but <laughs> right. we replaced it with parts, which is we weird because it with this we time. for sure
2: we brought the three most like troublesome people in the band for that for this interview, <laughs> and like we we corrected ourselves. You know, that's the thing is like yeah, Max and Keller once they get in the mix, it's like you you guys are being like too chill or serious. You know, like we. <laughs> but we have to step up our game because, like, you're, you know, you're not making cum jokes. So, like, what am I going to do? I got to make it. <laughs> uh,
0: I want to thank you guys for coming out. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I appreciate all your picks. It was really, I really enjoyed listening to all of these albums, really. Um, now, before we go, I want to say, is there any, what, if, what has been up and what has been new With everything that is bouquet, I think it's been a while since I've talked to you, and I know I've I'm in the loop with what you guys have been up to. But like, share with the listeners. You got fans, dog.
2: We we've been riding. We we did uh film a music video recently. There we go. Uh, How how did that go? It was so much fun. It's very good. It was I've between the bands I've been in, I think this is the eighth music video I have filmed and I've never been in one before that I've just looked at the shots on the camera and been like, yeah, this is fucking it. Uh,
0: yeah. And this <laughs> time I looked at Dude. it and I was like, you were like the director. Not oh, absolutely.
2: Even, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we...
1: And the experience, the experience overall was just not only professional, but it was the most comfortable and the most like easygoing that, yeah. a shot, uh, that a shot that like any shooting of a music video I've ever like been in has ever gone, and then I'm overall just satisfied with the overall thing that we're going to release. Like I feel that this is our best material yet. I know that people say this so fucking often, but I genuinely believe that this is. It's different. It's nothing that you've heard on the EP. So yeah, um, it definitely is. Going to show a new show, you know, a new side of us that nobody probably was going to expect from us. So, yeah,
4: that's what I'll do. Yeah, we're a tech death band now, is
2: what Elijah's trying to
5: say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: We're doing exclusively Mashuga covers now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're a Zhao cover band.
0: Elijah, I just want to let you know that, like, even though I can't see you, I really like the window that you're in because, like, there it's like it's complete darkness on most of the screen but i can see out your window and i can see like the clouds moving and i really i really like it it's very relaxing uh, now all i need to y- play
2: y- y'all
1: like have made this feel like i've just been listening to a podcast and sometimes i won't answer because uh, i'm just like it feels like i'm listening to a podcast on the drive and then you'll be like hey elijah what do you think i'm like oh fuck i'm in this oh, podcast. yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like oh yeah i'm i'm but it's kind of like a. There's that meme where it's a a picture. It's like an ad of like, uh, like a salad commercial, and it's like three people eating, laughing, and then there's a like real life kid sitting next to the billboard, like laughing. It's like what it's like to listen to a podcast. <laughs> it's like you're pretending like, to be involved.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get sappy. I'm gonna get sappy here real quick. But I think not only is this like the best thing we have written, um, I genuinely think that. I, this is the best headspace I've been in, or I feel, you know, mutually as like a band, we've gone through some yeah. shit lately, but like, it's definitely put us in a better headspace. And I feel that we know exactly what we want to do this time around more more than ever. And so like, I feel that this time around, it's, we're definitely going to be even more confident than the previous material that we've written. So uh, yeah. this new stuff been... that we've got going on is going to showcase how confident we've become as a band.
4: We've definitely been cooking up some cool stuff. I have. So this new song that we did the music video for, I'm very excited about. Uh, It's my favorite thing that we've done so far, for sure. Um, This new demo that Elijah and I have been kind of tossing back and forth. I think even more so is something that I'm really excited to share. Yeah, uh, I actually I stream every now and then, and I'll stream like the demo making process. Uh, yeah, and that has been like a fun experience because uh, we'll get like a couple friends and just be like, "Hey, what would sound cool here?" And then we
0: do cool shit. And then we do cool shit. That we do cool the- shit.
1: Yeah, the new new song, the new material that we've been writing has is even more different from the song we're going to release it's still in the mm-hmm. same vein but it definitely ha- is a lot more experimental and i definitely would say instrumentally <laughs> is happier um it's a lot more cheerful it's a lot more got a lot more energy it's a lot more like poppy. um i know that some people might find that to be like a red flag and be like wait are they having are they already having their rice records moment no i don't think so Rise I feel, moment. i feel that personally that this was the direction that we have wanted to head to, but we definitely, like, when we were first writing the EP, um, wanted to just, like, bring back some old stuff that people that were a fan of Nick, that people were a fan of the material that I wrote, that stuff that was, like, what Jared was into, and then showcasing what Keller and Max could do, adding mm-hmm. to those things. And um, I feel that this is where, like, Jared and I have always had that connection to where we understood each other and Nick and I. But like I feel that we definitely have like hooked, like honed in onto what we all enjoy and what we're listening to now and how our tastes have changed from, you know, the previous EP.
0: So, let's tell the listener where they can find and follow everything that is now and currently and to be. Okay. Yeah.
2: Instagram.com backslash a band called Bokeh. And then it's just the band Bouquet on everything else Facebook, Twitter. Um, please go listen to our music if you have not already. And if you have and you're coming back for this for some reason because you liked us, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it.
0: That's great. Oh, uh, also, listener, just so you know, bouquet is a tricky word. You can find tune junkies uh everywhere i suppose the best
1: podcast um, in the world
0: well that's a stretch you can find me us nah, i guess it was the same thing <laughs> you can find us on uh instagram at uh tune junkies podcast if you'd like to reach me personally you can leave me alone but if you must be involved <laughs> in my life you can find me on instagram at chris and kitty or on tiktok at that pit six now
2: oh shit we do have a TikTok, also. I forgot to mention that we just it, like, now. Week. We do have a TikTok now. Yeah, no, um, we just had a TikTok. It's also the band bouquet, I believe.
0: The band bouquet, <laughs> bitching. All right, hell yeah, boys. Once again, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, it's always a pleasure. So it's, it's always fun when I get to talk to you guys.
4: Oh, Glad makes me happy. Yeah, this is a good time. I always have a good time.
0: Um, so listener, this has been a Tune Junkies podcast. My name is Chris. Please enjoy Tire Swing, and we'll see you on the next episode.